0: Popcorn kettle, popcorn kettle, kettle popcorn. Sweet. What the f- is going on down there? T- T- <laughs> <Thousand>. <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it's late June, it's summertime, it's convention season opening time, and I'm here with some convention prep. We've got TFCon convention prep today. Uh, I'm joined by uh, the, the leading head of the Cheers Ian brand, at uh, Cheers Ian on Twitter, Ian. Hi.
0: Hi, how are you?
1: Uh, pretty good. I'm actually in BC right now, um, so I, I, I'm, I'm not in Toronto proper but I will be back in time for the show.
0: Yeah, my parents literally got back from the BC yesterday. They were actually probably in your neck of the woods because my dad said, I walked by a store that I think you'd like. And I'm like, Cherry Bomb Toys? He's like, yeah, that was it.
1: Yeah. That uh, that store actually has turned their second floor into a toy museum. Which yeah, that's is... what
0: I've heard. i heard it's quite impressive.
1: Yeah, I filmed some stuff there a couple months ago. I'm going to get that video up probably in the next couple of weeks. And it's it's incredibly impressive, especially given just the nature of how projects on this island tend to go. Like that they're actually able to have a collector toy store here is incredible. Um, I'm also here because I'm fleeing the heat wave.
0: Oh, don't even get me started. Yeah. Just... <laughs> I I just came inside. It's brutally hot. We actually avoided going to an outdoor festival today only because of the heat. Yep, I know what you mean. And everything is just brown here. It's awful.
1: (laughs) And that's a good heads up for people who might be hearing their first convention prep here who are thinking about going to TFCon. In the summertime, Toronto is stinking hot. So dress for summer.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah, if anyone's coming from other parts of Canada or the U.S. and you're going, Canada is not very warm. Uh, southern Ontario is very weird in the fact that it can literally in the winter be extremely cold and in the summer it can be stifling hot like Mm -hmm. not safe to be outside hot yeah like uh mid 80s
1: Fahrenheit yeah,
0: yeah whatever freedom temperatures those are yeah um it's very hot right now you would not want to be outside for an extended period of time without a water body of water next to you
1: But thank goodness, if you go to TFCon, you technically don't actually have to go outside, although you you might want to.
0: You might want to, but you don't have to.
1: Yeah. And uh, for those also who are listening to this for the first time, who might not know who Ian is, Ian, uh, can you share with us that, well, me, but, you know, the listeners, uh, a little bit about your relationship with TFCon and who you are to TFCon right now?
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, well, my name's Ian, obviously, and I've been involved with TFCon in an official manner since... Uh, I just had to look it up, actually, since 2010, um, or was it 2011? Let me look here. No, it was definitely 2011, my first official year Mm. uh, that I uh, joined the crew, the staff that runs TFCon, and I've been attending since 2004. I took a few off years there, just like everything, your interests change, or not change, they just kind of aren't as strong a pull of a direction. Yeah. As they once were, but I've been involved. I've helped in almost every aspect of the uh, collection, uh, the convention, um, from just assisting running the convention, guest liaison. um, You know, last year, for those that were there, I was the guy running around with Peter Cullen.
1: That must have been (laughs) an interesting experience.
0: It was very interesting. It was, uh, (laughs) that was cross off a very surreal life experience that... You know, five years ago, if you had to ask me, I would have never guessed something like that would have happened. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And uh, right now, my main, one of my main goals, our main jobs at TFCon is I run the charity auction, uh, auctioneer, uh, bug people for donations, that type of thing. But I've been involved in all aspects, everything from input on our various exclusives over the years to input on the custom class, uh, literally buying just markers that the convention needed. I've done it all, so... Nice. You've got the um, resume. Yeah, I'm going to just uh, footnote that by saying if anyone is curious, uh, Colin Douglas is the organizer and operator owner of the convention. Just so there's no confusion on su- on um, social media. And you can find him around the internet, also known as Super Megatron. Just so that is out there in full.
1: And if you have listened to TFCon preps before, you have probably heard Colin once or twice uh, he has been on our show a bunch of times. He's also been on a few numbered episodes way back when we were kicking off this thing, uh, this WTF thing. Uh, so you mentioned the charity auction. That's where I wanted to begin because uh, mm-hmm. now is the time to really be thinking about that. Uh, last year was the first time I put something into the charity auction. And uh, maybe I, I don't know maybe I have a weird perspective on things. I found it incredibly fun and enjoyable to watch people bid on a a box where I didn't have any clue as to what was in it. I just said, this is my mystery box. Who's going to bid? And it, it went higher than I thought.
0: Yeah, I that's one thing I do love about the charity auction. It's very exciting. It's a lot of fun. I'm going to – I'm probably personally biased, but to me, it's one of the most fun events the entire weekend just because everyone is so, at that point, pumped up, ready to have fun. And it's – it's even if you don't buy anything, it's fun to go just to see and watch how high some items sell for, and how low other items sell for. It. Oh,
1: the the drama of the auction is worth at least spending an hour or so in there. Because it, yeah. it usually runs a couple hours, the, the actual auction style part yeah, of it. We had,
0: yeah, we had so much last year, we didn't even... I'm going to say, I don't even think we got through 50% of the items we had. I'm going to say we maybe got through a solid 30 or 40%. And then at the end, and I can't guarantee this is going to happen every year, because it all depends what's donated, and how quickly we go through. Um, Because John Machida Jr., who was hosting last year, a lot of times where I was kind of ready to move on to the next item, he would really play the crowd to get more bids. Yeah. So it worked out, but then we didn't get through as many items. So at the end, I just opened up and said, okay, come up and we're going to make a deal for things you'd like to buy. (laughs) That
1: that ran a lot more smoothly than I thought that would run. Uh... Yeah, and
0: most people, I'm going to say 95% of people were super fair about mm. what they were offering because they did realize it was for charity please don't come and pick up a 20 dollar toy toy and say how about 5 bucks yeah uh, like it, like it, i think i i
1: think i grabbed like a bag of uh, like semi knockoffs for like 30 bucks yeah
0: i do remember that you got those uh,
1: the dinobot combiner
0: dinobot combiner star weirdo
1: yeah star toys thing
0: not really a knockoff but pretty much a knockoff
1: oh there's just such a weird story behind those i won't go and through you were it here, legit
0: but... like curious about those
1: yeah um and then I ended up, I got to do some work on them, but I right. ran around and the things I need to do work on them for, it's not uncommon. Because there's, a, I'll, I'll quickly say, those things were designed by TFC, but then TFC never produced them and another company bought the designs off TFC.
0: Right, okay. Crazy
1: story. Yeah, uh,
0: so just going back to the charity auction, like, you can, it's crazy what people donate. Oh I am yeah. always shocked every year at some of the the variety and the items that people donate
1: and in a a purely collector sense i found the charity auction is like one of the prime places to go for what you would call the mid-tier transformers thing like the the mid-2000s piece where you don't usually see them in dealer rooms unless they're broken but then they're either broken loose or mint in box uh charity auction i found a lot of that stuff was showing up more like here's a loose mint one or here's a bunch of them in box but for a decent deal
0: yeah, and, like, say if you're looking for something, say, like, animated. How, what are we out of the gate on animate now? Seven, eight years? Yeah. There, In my experience, there might not be a whole lot of animated in the dealer room, but come to the charity auction, you're probably going to find a bunch.
1: Mm-hmm. And I know there are a few of you out there. Like, if you skipped lots of movie toys but ended up wanting movie toys, you know what's at the charity auction? There's always at least one lot that has some movie toys.
0: Yeah, and if you're just legit curious for 5 or $10, great place to come.
1: Yeah. Um, also, uh, the other side of the coin with charity auction is if you have a bunch of movie toys that you, you just don't want anymore, and you don't want to go through the pro- the, the trouble of selling them, assembling them into a box and then throwing in a few kind of choice things sprinkled on top. It makes for a nice one shot bid piece.
0: I yeah. Think. Yeah. So that's one thing I will touch on is we are looking for donations. That's what really makes the charity auction happen is donations. Um, so it's a great way a lot of people are like, oh, I got all this stuff. I don't know what to do. I don't want to sell it because it's a lot of work, blah, 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 blah. I can understand that. I have been on an eBay blitz lately, mm-hmm. and I'm really starting to hate toys.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, I've seen your Twitter. Uh, what is it? Every couple of days, it's like 15 pictures of what is this?
0: What is this? And <laughs> I don't want to come off as an idiot saying that stuff, but usually people on Twitter are much better at that than me. Yeah, And I get an answer in about a minute <laughs> versus me going, okay, I have a single red missile.
1: Yeah. And, and yeah, for, ver- for clarification, that's the what is this is like random bits and pieces.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's like, well, that's a missile from so-and-so. It's like, oh, that's a toy I haven't had for a while that can go in the garbage because it's not <laughs> a G1 accessory that people would pay money for. Hmm. It's Man. a movie toy missile or something along this line. But yeah, and I keep my accessories well organized too. But yet I still have random bits kicking around. It's not fun.
1: I don't get how people can, on because I've seen it happen where, where like you get a reply within five seconds on a missile. And I'm like, yeah. how did they know?
0: Oh, I know. <laughs> and I'll, I'll fully admit, I'm not good with remembering what accessories came with what figures. Yeah. I'm really not good at that. And it's especially bad where I have a big Friday the 13th collection and they all came with machetes. Yeah. So that's just like a nightmare.
1: <laughs> Thank God I'm
0: not selling any of that.
1: If if someone does want to... Like, obviously, if someone's going to TFCon, that's the easiest way to bring something to the auction because you're there. Right. But and, if someone isn't able to make it, like, is there... What's oh the yeah. route for that?
0: Well, uh, first of all, I just want to get out of the way that if you donate this year, we put together a spectacular prize pack. So the prize pack this year is some choice autographs from past guests. I'm not going to get into each and every one of them. There is a YouTube video out there that just search TFCon uh, charity auction 2016. You'll find it. But the big prizes are there's a Combiner Wars swindle in there. There is a Mastermind Creations Anarchist, brand new, sealed, never been out of the box. Woof. And also there is a Frank Welker VIP ticket, which is huge. So you can win that and use it at TFCon weekend. Even if you're not coming and you want to send in stuff to us because you're like, well, I really want a chance to win that anarchist, I will send you a personalized Frank Welker autograph anywhere in the world. I am willing to ship it out, <laughs> and you know, Canada and shipping that could cost me money, but that's what I'm willing to do.
1: Yep, I know Canada and shipping, but that's because I've sold things from Canada. Uh, right? No, that's that's great. Um, but, but yeah, so
0: you can you can win that. Um. And the cool part is this year. In if you give twenty items, I'm gonna give you twenty ballots to win this. Ooh, nice! So I'm really upping the ante this year because I really want to hit our goal of ten thousand dollars that we did last year because that grants one wish for Make a Wish.
1: And that is a fantastic like poll to set as well. Well, bar to set. Yeah. Uh, the fact that that was actually hit last year is it was pretty fantastic, hit
0: and we almost hit eleven last year. So damn, oh, it's, it, it's a good. It's a high bar to set. But it's a good bar to set. Yeah, definitely. And I can't do the, that without people donating. And I appreciate every donation that comes through.
1: And if people are donating remotely, uh, the video you're talking about, which should be bouncing around all over the place by right. now, um, that's going to have it- the info of like where to send something.
0: Yeah, pretty much it has my email, which is ian at tfcon.ca. Just email me and I'll hook you up with where to send your items. It's... Uh, uh we can work with you if you're in the u.s or canada we have options like say if you're going oh i gotta ship to canada but i only have a week left uh we got some options for cool. you so
1: yeah and uh and definitely um i'll I'll say again if you have stuff that's just taking up space and selling it is something you don't want to do taking it to goodwill just doesn't feel like the right thing uh if you put it in the charity auction fans will be bidding on it and it, you'll know it'll be going to you know like-minded okay. collectors
0: yeah, a, a good home for a good cause, and if you just really want that space back in your life and don't want to go through the hassle of it,
1: because I can appreciate the hassle. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was a couple of years ago. I think I helped you carry some boxes back to your car. Yeah. And it was like, oh, how many boxes? Oh, six boxes, and they're full. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, that, that's fun. As someone that's been selling toys for the last couple of years, I can understand. Yeah. I've been trying to streamline that lately because it's just gotten a little out of control. Well, the uh, the charity auction, that's
1: that's kind of one of the opening events uh, Yeah, it is. TFCon. There's the,
0: there's the opening ceremonies, which is more so very quick. Just welcome to TFCon. We'll review the bar menu, that type of thing. Just give you a few helpful reminders throughout the course of the weekend. And then the big kind of kickoff is uh, the charity auction. Mm-hmm. And that'll probably run, I'm going to say, two hours or so. Maybe. Yeah, roundabouts. Uh, yeah, hour and a half, two hours or so. We usually that, that's block. like
1: the meat of it, right? Like yeah,
0: we block out an hour and a half for it, but it might go a little over. So uh, it's like everything. And don't feel you have to. A lot of people do stay the whole time, but people do start to filter out after a while. I've literally seen people there that are there for one item. And when mm-hmm. that item comes up, whether they win or lose, then they're gone after that.
1: Last year, there was definitely the extra draw of watching John Mashita like working right. his trade. Um, yeah and, and then on. this
0: this year we have dan gilvizan giving us a hand oh nice yeah probably won't be exactly the same as yeah. uh <laughs> as john where he is actually an auctioneer by trade
1: yeah that, that was actually i've never uh, it's been years since i've been to an actual auction uh so i found it i found it like it was a good solid 45 minutes of just watching john Machida and going like holy crap this is like an art form yeah like there is craft <laughs> to what he's doing
0: yeah, it was, it was a fun event last year. Well attended. Really well attended.
1: Yeah, and uh, just to throw in that little touch of fellating the guest, Ian is also pretty darn good at the auctioneering thing, uh, especially keeping it moving. Yeah. Um, don't, so <laughs> don't worry about, oh, what's uh, what are these fans going to do trying to yell numbers and pull in bids? Ian's been doing it long enough. Like, he's got it... He's got a science down, which is also pretty fun to watch.
0: Don't, it's not like a Sotheby's auction. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I try and keep it entertaining for people that are watching. And I, I don't tend to stay on items if I can tell people aren't interested in them. So
1: (laughs) yeah, no, that's actually some of my favorite stuff. Like when it's something like, all right, what's up next? Someone, you know, one of the, uh, the help hired hands come out with like six carded movie one toys and it's like, huh? Yeah. No. All right. Next. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Let's do something more interesting. Yeah. Or the carded Batman and Robin toys. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about and, those. Yeah, and please no one donates starting lineup figures. No one wants those. Just, just don't. Please. Build a house that's,
1: out of them. It's more fun. Uh,
0: that's the only thing I ask. I'll take anything as a donation. Just every year I'm left over with starting lineup toys, and I couldn't even give them away to children last year. <laughs> I actually asked a couple little kids in the hallway. I'm like, do you want these? No. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: One of these days, uh, someone who does their their own scratch build stuff is going to figure out how to just melt those things down for material, and we're yeah. going to solve this problem. But in yeah. the meantime, One, yeah,
0: <laughs> once and for all, those in the pop vinyls when that bubble bursts, I
1: I'm you know what <coughs> I'm starting to think that bubble isn't actually going to burst. I, I
0: think don't know. It, I think it burst on reaction. I think yeah. they realize that they just can't slap that on any property because I'm seeing a lot of those like bins of them now at toy shows five bucks like for the modern properties like arrow because yeah, they don't yeah. make any remote sense
1: i don't know this is, i don't know i can't explain why some they cracked a code with pop vinyl not a code i'm interested in outside of just in, uh, you know in a, in a in a in an educational sense uh in, or in a scholarly sense but they cracked a code that nobody had
0: cracked with 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 art vinyls in, i think in that way it's just like something for everyone and they're cheap and they're they're so non-offensive other than a yeah. lot of them everywhere and i don't like i own a few like i i can't say oh i hate those they're ruining the hobby but no like they're i don't I, they, they there's a code but at what point do they run out of characters?
1: It's, it's the fact that they're, like, I think that they would have run into a wall a couple years ago. But then they started doing more, like, oh, we're going to do an original handpiece for this character, an original headpiece for this character. and yeah, it, glow like, added, in the
0: dark, yeah. Yeah,
1: they, added, like, they keep sprinkling in just the barest little thing to, to refresh it. I, I, I'm not going to stay on the topic too long. I talked to someone who collects a lot of pop vinyls at a, at a barbecue a couple weeks ago and basically was like, listen, I'm not trying to grill you. I want you to tell me what you get out of them. Because I, I want to understand better. Uh, I,
0: I want to know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it was like it was this really weird combination of like it is merch from a thing I like, but it's also it's it's very easy to complete a set in pop vinyl. <sighs> yeah. And it, it, it ticks that box as well. It's uh, they don't take up much space. They even display well in package. Was one of the things I was like, God, you're right. You're right. everything about them
0: yeah i feel bad for people that are just not collecting the properties they like they are just like no i'm pop vinyl because i've seen walls of collection i'm going oh no way there's no way you can like all those properties no way
1: and and for all this said i will also say i love seeing the pop vinyl pyramid at every convention i've ever been to for the last like five years yeah they they sell though yeah
0: i i i own a few they suckered me in for a few yeah i've been close but I'm For like, some reason, I really like the ones with beards. I don't know what it is. Like, I have Herschel from Walking Dead it's and a, Daniel Bryan. And now I'm looking at the Kevin Owens one. It's, a, puff, it's a puffy beard,
1: you know? It's kind yeah. of a cute. It's, it's it's pleasant curvature on that yeah. beard.
0: Um, but we should get off the Pop Vinyl I was podcast. about to say,
1: speaking of beards, I don't think any of the guests have <laughs> beards, though. So let's just go into the guests. The big yeah. guest, of course, is uh, the, the perfect follow-up to last year's Peter Cullen. You guys have got Frank Welker Frank coming Walker. in. Frank yeah. Um, and, and and from your end of things, because mm-hmm. um, I think it's an important thing to share, uh, since high tier guests in Transformers conventions, and I mean like high tier outside of where in Transformers they are, right? Yeah, it's it's still kind of a new thing, I think, uh, especially yeah. with Peter Cullen. He's done he did appearances pre movies, but his career changed with the movies. Frank Welker's career has always been
0: this big for yeah, as long as I and, remember. And Frank is someone who's really. Um, New to the convention scene, he said no for a long time. And actually, Peter talked him into doing this. Mm -hmm. And TFCon actually has a very unique opportunity here. um, Because from this point forward, for the most part, if I understand correctly, it will only be dual appearances. Oh. It's it's only going to be so, say, if they get Peter Collin as a guest, or if you want Frank Welker, he'll only do it with Peter. Oh, wow. But this was just something that had been in... The works for a while and uh everything went very very well with peter last year so it was very easy to get frank on board
1: and uh, frank and peter uh they both come to tfcon under like a special uh like almost additional package like, yeah like it's the an additional experience. package
0: because you got to remember um <sighs> both peter and frank especially frank mm-hmm. um Just doing appearances now isn't in his wheelhouse, where some of these other guests, I'm going to say that they're almost now retired or semi-retired, and they have a lot more free time on their hands Mm -hmm. (laughs) to go and do these pop culture events, um, where someone like Frank Welker, who is second only to Samuel L. Jackson in worldwide box office growth for works he's been involved with, it's not a need for him. Like, it's mm. not a source of income, him doing conventions. Well, so he's, and,
1: and he's also, as far as being prolific, he is borderline up there now with Mel Blanc as far yeah, as works he, featured in.
0: Uh, I, he is a Hollywood voice god. And yeah. I'm not even going to <laughs> – that's not me, you know, really building him up. No, that's, that that's is, how other
1: voice actors described him for the last, like, ten years at conventions. Right.
0: <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah, he's the man, basically. If you hear any animal in a movie, it's probably Frank Welker. His IMDB page takes a long time to go through.
1: Oh, totally, and, and that's why I like I just like to cover it up front. Like that's why your Frank Welker, especially, is going to be this VIP uh, additional cost Correct. kind of kind of experience. Uh, also, because it, with the two of them being involved with the live action movies heavily and as faces of those movies, they come with uh, with agents. They come with PR people.
0: They come with PR people. They um, they've I, been around Hollywood for a long time.
1: I was going to say, as you were, since you were kind of the handler for Peter Cullen last year, you've probably got some firsthand experience with like the you know, the the business end of having to make sure they are in certain places at certain times, etc.
0: Um, yeah, it was actually, I gotta say, it went pretty smoothly last year. Um, didn't really, I think we've all heard, like, con stories with guests, but uh, mm-hmm. everyone was very respectful and it ran really smoothly. Yeah. I, and unfortunately, someone like, you know, when you come to CFCon, I know there's been so many stories over the years of like, hey, look at the bar, Gary Chalk's playing a... Guitar, oh, Scott McNeil's just wandering around the convention. Um, That's what I like about TFCon is a number of guests um, will just hang out. And that's Mm -hmm. the time you can really chat with these guys and hang out with them. Not all, not all, but a lot of them just, they're around the whole weekend. They're looking for people to talk to. Yeah. Um, With Peter, we couldn't really just have him go about his merry way because he would get mobbed.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> I, and I've, having brought that up with other people here and there, I feel like a lot of people nowadays are like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, if he just walked into the lobby and stood there, you probably wouldn't see him after about a minute.
0: Right, and Peter Cullen is actually a very small man.
1: Yes. <laughs> so
0: he, he would literally could get lost in a crowd.
1: Yeah, and it's it is it's crazy as someone who's been going to, to bot cons since 2000, knowing like back in 04, he was able to just chill out in the lobby well, and exactly. go out for a smoke. And then yeah. like just in four years, totally different scenario.
0: Yeah, Uh, and just with the internet, I mean, probably 10 years ago, no one really knew what Peter Cullen looked like. What would that be, 2004? Okay, let's go back 15, 16 years. No one was probably overly familiar. But now his face, since the live-action movies, he's just become much more prolific, and a lot more people are aware of his work. Mm -hmm. It was interesting to see last year, too, the balance of what people were bringing Peter Cullen to sign.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I'm I am fascinated by what people will bring for Frank Welker this year. Yeah, because he's it's not just that he's done a lot of work; he also is a lot of characters outside of Megatron. He is Freddy from Scooby Doo.
0: Exactly. He is, you know, I'm pretty sure I don't want to misquote here. I'm going to say like he's a Boo from Aladdin. He's Sheer Khan. He's
1: he's he's I, Ray from
0: a real from the real Ghostbusters. Right. So many people are going to yell at me right now. They're going to be like, "He didn't do those voices." Like he was saying, his little helper for a little while. I know that.
1: Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he was a. Is it a boo? Yeah, a boo. I think he was a boo. I'm really sure he was a boo because yeah, I don't know. Someone can fact check this, and then we're gonna both like give you a respectful nod.
0: Yeah, and I know he wasn't <laughs> Sheer Khan. I couldn't think of the lion or the tiger's name in Aladdin. So, oh yeah, okay, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was that too. But he's been a lot. He's done a lot of work, so I'm interested to see what people bring, and. For the guests, not just Frank Welker, but anyone you're meeting this year, because we do have Dan Gilvezan coming, and some other voice actors, you know, we have, um, oh, I forget the gentleman's name, I really should have been more oh, prepared. Oh, uh,
1: I, got, I got the front page open, Jim Burns.
0: Yes. Yeah, like the voice of Inferno. And uh, Ian
1: Corlett is on the way Ian Corlett,
0: too. Ian James Corlett, who was Bob in Reboot, and Cheetor, so,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know, we've got people like that. Those lines aren't as, you know, uh, formulated in how it has to run. Yeah. But so just keep in mind, if you do want to go up and chat with these guests a little, if you want to really ask them some in-depth questions, don't do it when the line is very long at the peak of the convention. Maybe head back in the afternoon when there's one or two people just kind of hanging out at his table. Oh, yeah. If and you, me- it, We're good. If you want to chat. Like, if you legit, like, have some questions you want to chat about, there's nothing wrong with that. But just don't do it in those peak times. I mean, with with our higher tier guests like uh, Frank Welker or Peter Cullen there is kind of a system that we have to follow because we do have to get x amount of people through in x amount of time.
1: Yeah. And uh, I was going to say uh, in the back half of this this podcast we're also going to just run through some basic tips in general because we, yeah, we've, we've both con. been to enough of these. <laughs>
0: yeah, we've, uh, we- you and I have been to a number of conventions together.
1: Oh, yeah. And, including
0: uh, <laughs> the zoo that was New York Comic Con a couple years ago. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would like to talk about that a little bit at the end. Also, <laughs> yeah, just about sure. how
1: TFCon is not New York Comic Con. It is
0: not a big <laughs> Comic Con. Like, even, even for us now, Fan Expo here in Toronto is just, it's unmanageable. I've never becomes, been. You've never been. I,
1: I've been living downtown since 2013, living on the system since 2011. Every right. time Fan Expo and T, uh, Toronto Comic Con happen, uh, I, I call somebody or text somebody who I know is there on like the Saturday or Sunday. And I'm like, Hey, should I come on down just to walk in? <laughs> and they're like, no, no. Like, all right. That's a good point. But, um, so with, with Frank Welker, uh, if mm-hmm. you do want to see him, there is a set in the pre-registration, there is, there's a separate,
0: there's a separate package. package. You purchase that package. What you get with that package is, uh, you get to meet Frank Welker. You get one item autographed. That's just the way the package is set up. <laughs> mm. You get one item. Please come with your item. We're not providing a print or anything. Last year we did have some Peter Cullen prints available for I think ten dollars or so, just a you know kind of locally designed eight by ten print with uh, with Peter Cullen. So please bring your item. Um, some people, some people, I just don't know. If the, you, they didn't read the invitation or the, the ticket, that type of thing. Some people didn't come prepared or some people had to run around quickly and try mm. and buy something in the dealer room to get signed. So that's not included. It's your item. And then you will get a photograph um, with Frank Welker as well.
1: And that's like the like a backdrop style? Yeah,
0: backdrop style. There is a backdrop. It was black last year. Um, mm. Some of the pictures, just the way kind of Frank... Or, sorry, kind of Peter was, uh, I don't want to say bopping, but, you know, just (laughs) some didn't end up perfectly square, just the way the conversation and greeting went. Yeah. And that was a comment some people had made, and it's just like, uh, you know, heat of the moment, don't really notice that, Mm -hmm. because it was just a little round table that he was on, and he would position himself differently according, so it's just kind of, something happened, so I believe this year as well, we do have a photographer, I think, I think, As far as I understand, he'll be looking after things, and I'm not sure what the camera option is. If it's going to be we're providing that, or he'll photograph it with with your camera. So just double-check on that one. I should have probably looked into that or asked, but... As I um,
1: recall um, from the Peter Cullen experience last year, it, like the lineup was for a, this, it all happens in, in a separate space almost. It was a separate
0: space. There are, it's not like you're standing for hours. It's basically, you go in, you register, you line up in chairs, mm-hmm. and then you're brought in in sections. And they were playing the G1 animated series while oh, cool. you were waiting. So you had something to do. It just wasn't lining up against the wall. And uh, I've done a lot of these celebrity meet and greets, and I'm not tooting our own horn here, but I'm like... Yep, this is one of the better ones I've seen run. <laughs> and if
1: you want to know what he means by a lot, um, I've never seen someone book as many autograph photo shoot things as I've ever seen Ian do at New York Comic Con. So yeah. this, this fellow. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is kind of like not to speak for you. This is kind of like part one of your major jams at a yeah, convention. Yeah, this is
0: really my jam at conventions. Uh, kind of steering away from it a little because every year it seems to be getting exponentially more expensive.
1: I mean, even just in the realm of you know uh, this convention, like to get guests like Frank Welker, and you had guys had to introduce these package experiences. Uh, yeah, that was the
0: only way we can make that work. And yeah. you know, everyone does benefit because there is the Frank Welker panel at the end of the day and the peter cullen one last year were you there
1: uh i wasn't but i i've said this before i've seen about three peter cullen panels
0: fair enough so uh,
1: i i i like to give my seat to someone else now
0: the peter cullen panel last year was packed yeah. absolutely packed and it was a lot of fun what we did and we'll probably be doing again this year it'll probably go up shortly we actually had people submit questions mm-hmm. and then there was a pool of those questions selected um, with Peter and his agent just to see, to kind of avoid the, you know, uh, the inevitable. Can you do Optimus Prime and Eeyore
1: going through the drive through Yeah. Or, you know, the, the Bacono 9 stories from the Peter Ooh, Cullen panel. right?
0: And just the kind of the whole dance monkey dance questions. Yeah. And, uh, someone asked a question about Peter Cullen doing the voice of Predator. And it was amazing. Him oh, answering that and telling that story. <laughs> I had no idea. And I'm standing. I assume my jaw is almost hanging. And he just starts out of nowhere doing the predator clicks and snarls. Yeah. It, it was awesome. to And to hear a story like that, and it was just, you know, being there and running it, he was so much more relaxed and prepared that he had already looked at the questions. There was none of that kind of like downtime or lag of trying to think how he's going to answer this.
1: Yeah. And, and especially for Frank Welker, who's sort of new still to doing all this. Right. Like it's yeah. going to be... I would expect it's gonna make for a pretty solid thing. Um, yeah. and I, I, heard, I wouldn't well Frank was he was at BotCon earlier this year and I heard that from people who went there that he's he's already getting the, the groove. And oh, that's he, good. He, he's getting real good at like, you know, in his autograph line, little kids come up and want to do, you know, oh you're a megatron. He just like friggin' snaps that Megatron voice out and it, it makes people go like, ooh. It's Frank yeah. Welker.
0: Peter was very go- good with that. Oh, he's he, he's like friggin' just yeah. He's oh. <laughs> he's awesome. And then it was awesome to see the kids either light up or just look at Peter like, "Why is that voice coming out of you?" Yeah, <laughs> I'm almost a little frightened. Um, so but yeah, it's a they're... lot of fun, and that's it's if that's your thing, I'd suggest getting a package because it could be a once in a lifetime experience. Mm-hmm. So I always say, if you have the opportunity, do it because you don't know if these people are ever going to do conventions again.
1: Yeah. And, or something
0: uh, terrible might happen and they're not able to do them again. So
1: Yeah, and, and like, you know, a lot of people uh, get like a very, it's a very particular, like, not, not just you, but, you know, I've known a couple people who were like, this is like the thing. Like, this is your, this is like the thing that you get from a convention that stays with you for a long right. time. Yeah. Um, And it's kind
0: of like we're at New York Comic Con where I paid for that Mulder and Scully photo op. Yeah. 'Cause and still to this day I'm glad I did it. But at the time I was like, do oh, but what if there's something in the dealer room? And then I quickly looked around and said, No, I don't need another piece of plastic. I'd rather have this.
1: Yeah. Um And, and if and it's th-
0: not, I know people that are fully not interested in meeting people or autographs. It's just not important to them.
1: That that's a transition I went through over the last couple of years, um, which I think came from actually interviewing people. But I right. I, I just found like I, I don't I don't think autographs suck. Obviously, but like i the last couple of times I got them, I just didn't feel anything. And I was like, I, this just doesn't feel like it's a thing for me now. But yeah, I, but I've met people who are like minded, but I've also met people who are totally an Ian who's like, that's cool. When I get a photo and autograph, like it feels like a, it's like a, a piece of gold. Like it's, yeah, a it's like a, a, it's a victory. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so the, the Frank Walker thing, even if you aren't doing the full experience, he is still doing that Q&A panel, and, and the general seating is going to be open. As yeah, long as there it's going to be some.
0: open. <laughs> I'll preface this by saying, like, I always tell people there's a lot of unnecessary lining up at TFCon, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're going to want to line up for this panel to get a decent seat, because if it's any indication, uh, the the Cullen one was jam-packed. Yeah. And the people with the VIP tickets do get, a, like, preferred vip seating as well so that's yeah, another yeah. bonus yeah
1: it's like the front couple rows are going to be reserved for the reserved the for them
0: i think there's 150 tickets this year so that obviously 150 seats will be reserved for those folks
1: yes i think you're right um yeah. i, and I there's, can't remember the numbers now
0: unlike peter cullen mr welker frank is only doing saturday this year there is no session on sunday
1: okay so he's just there for the one just day. there
0: saturday one day
1: cool well it would be cooler he was there longer but cool to know mm-hmm.
0: Right now, there are still some tickets available for that. Um, No guarantees we'll have any for sale at the door. But there could be if they don't all sell out. But I'm just saying, if you want it, buy it now. Don't wait.
1: (laughs) Yeah, or at least if you're going to take the gamble, don't get mad if they aren't there at the door. Yeah,
0: don't (laughs) don't get mad. Just...
1: (laughs) Like, in general, please don't get super mad at people at the show. Like, if you... If you are going to get mad, write a stern letter, because I know that the TFCon folks read all the feedback they get.
0: That's absolutely 100% correct. Every feedback is um, read. Please understand that some of it is just way out of our control. Yeah. There's, but we do look at it, and anything from uh, suggestions you might have of things you want to see, to issues you had with the hotel, to... Cause If you have a problem, a serious problem with the hotel, and I'm I'm not saying you're going to, but that's something, if the ice machine on your floor wasn't working, you can write TFCon and tell us that.
1: Yeah, you guys have a direct line.
0: We can go back to the hotel and say like, yeah, we got a lot of complaints, like ice machines on three floors weren't working. Yeah. And not saying that they're broken, but that's just an example.
1: Yeah, um, the the, the hotel and TFCon have got a, a great close relationship going on that I have seen go you know through its ups and downs it's been a tight one where yeah. both like you know feedback I've seen feedback implemented especially not just in TFcon but on the hotel as well.
0: Yeah, there's so. a reason we've been at this hotel now for 5 years in a row.
1: Yeah. Cuz they work with you. <laughs>
0: yeah, they work with us and they're really really good to us. Um like giving the special menu in the bar and drink specials and they don't do that for everyone. So,
1: yeah. Um, with, with the other guests, uh, which are, uh, it's it's Ian Corlett, uh, Jim Burns, and uh, Dan Gilvezan, as well as Flint Dilly. I'm just clicking through the thing at the top of the site. Mm-hmm. Um, so those guys are all going to be on site uh, with, with I'm guessing, their own panels, their own autograph sessions, uh, depending Correct. on what they're doing. I'm, I'm guessing Dan Gilvezan will probably have a table. Yeah, um, they,
0: they're all going to be signing at their tables for a while. Uh, the only one that I would be up in the air about is maybe Flint Dilly, but. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume he's going to be at his table just basing on um, really how things have run the past few years. The only guest that's not going to be at the table all day is obviously Frank Welker. Yeah. And, they, and when I say all day, I don't necessarily mean all day. <laughs> they do take breaks for lunch. Yeah. Um, and it, if you're waiting till Sunday to maybe meet the guests... Meet them early, because a lot of them will leave by, say, depending on where their flight is. They might have to leave at 2.30 in the afternoon, even though the convention goes till 5.
1: Yeah, I mean, speaking from experience, if you do want to have any kind of interaction with a guest or see them face-to-face, try... It'll be harder, but try to do it before Sunday if you can.
0: Yeah, I always say with a lot of that kind of stuff, um, if you're spending the weekend at TFCon, like, if you're a weekend guest... Hit up the guests in the afternoon on Mm -hmm. Saturday when it's not as busy because Saturday during the day is kind of critical mass. And that's when we get the biggest number of walk-ins. Yeah. So and that's what's going to be because there are them. There's a huge percentage of our attendees that literally are walk-in packages Saturday. Mm -hmm. They don't do the whole stay at the hotel all weekend and, you know, have a good time. That's a huge. There's a huge number of people that do. So if that's your first year doing that, don't worry. There's tons of people in the hotel.
1: Oh yeah, there's not. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you will have a hard time getting served at the bar if I because meet someone so who's like. People.
1: If I meet someone who's like, I don't know if anyone's going to be there. It's like nobody. Don't worry. There'll be you know, people there.
0: <laughs> you'll run into people. <laughs>
1: you're gonna wish there were maybe a few less people at the bar because yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to wait your turn. But, wait uh, your
0: turn, and there is more bar staff that weekend than any any other weekend. Yeah. Literally last weekend, because I also help out with the food and drink, arranging that, literally we had every single staff member they had available, <laughs> and they also borrowed people that only work their banquets. That's great. Like, they're not normal <laughs> staff. They had to bring in temps, and they're still – the bar was inundated.
1: Yeah. And uh, and it is a you know if you've never been uh the setup is is pretty good the layout is there's a, there's kind of a a hallway that is the convention with the rooms completely, you know, branching off the right side uh, that goes into a front lobby which kind of just gels into a bar and hallway uh, the bar restaurant has a lot of space you can you can't bleed out all the way to the lobby but they have a lot of open seating near the front of the of the location the quest bar.
0: Yeah. Um, And if you're not overly concerned with having a drink, there's plenty of space in the lobby. They have a lot of kind of den areas to just hang out in.
1: Yeah. Uh, The lobby is great. They're big couches. I've conducted interviews in the lobby. There's enough space for me to set up lights and interview two voice actors and not kill the lobby traffic.
0: Yeah, I was there a while ago and it was uh, it was busy, but it's so big. I just found a couch. It had nothing to do with TFCon. I was there for another reason, another toy show. And I just found a couch in the corner and just sat on that for about an hour, and it was fine. Yeah,
1: like like after TFCon, uh, either last year or the year before, when I actually wasn't quite sure how I was going to go back home, but it was early in the day, and I had nothing to do. I actually just felt like, I don't really feel like leaving. I'm just going to go chill on a couch while everyone else is going to the airport, because I'm not yeah. in a rush. And it was easy. Like, you know, just sat in the Wi-Fi, surfed Twitter a little bit, put my yeah. feet up on my suitcase, and then once everyone was gone, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll go su- suss out the bus. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, if you are Ontario area it's a super easy go bus ride from Union Station by the way if you're worried uh, yeah. it's
0: like 8 it, bucks if you're anywhere in Ontario it's actually a very easy convention to get to um, people are always like oh well it's in Mississauga it's it, you don't want it to be downtown Toronto it's going to make everything a little more challenging
1: he, just, just rewind back to the part where we were talking about Fan Expo oh and we'll yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there um, you so the, so the guests that are coming down, it's going to be the same, uh, the same kind of guest biz for most of these yeah. guys. Uh, mm-hmm. There'll you know. be
0: panel signings, uh, that type of thing.
1: Yeah. The, and The uh, panels
0: are usually a good time as yeah. well.
1: And, and you've got, you've got uh, very experienced people who are pretty good at keeping those panels moving. Even mm-hmm. when things get kind of awkward, it's often spun into something that's pretty fun. Like I've never, yeah. s- I've never seen a panel in the last, like, what, five, six years, like, stumble for more than about a minute.
0: Yeah. And uh, like no one's ever had to be ejected from a panel. anything like that so um
1: but aside from that because the the schedule i don't think is finalized yet
0: it's not finalized as of yet it's it should be up very shortly we're getting to that kind of crunch time where we really plug in all those um you know those final details schedule because sometimes with the schedule it's just like we send to the staff we reviewed oh we've got to move that around that that would fit better there oh i can't do that so someone else is going to have to all things you learn running a convention
1: but there, there will be a customization class. Uh, there is, yep. So if you've never done that before, that is worth doing at least once. It. The only thing I would caution: it often ends up being a day.
0: It's it's um, your day. Plan for the day. I think there was one a while ago, a couple figures ago that everything went very smoothly on that figure. Mm-hmm. So people were out way sooner than they expected. Yeah um but yeah plan that's your day if you're doing the custom class that that's your day
1: yeah like don't do it on a day when you know there's some other, like a lot of other stuff that's scheduled that you'll want to do like if if things bump together at the very least be prepared to go in the customs class and maybe take off early or something well and that's
0: why we started running the friday custom class because a lot of people were were literally saying like well i don't want to do the class on sunday i want to do the convention on sunday because when we have it on friday the dealer room is not open yeah, There are no guests. There are no nothing. You can just come that day and do the custom class. And that's the only thing you have to worry about. You will be done by the time registration opens.
1: And if you do want to be fluid about how you do the custom class, if you end up on a day where it's like, oh, I kind of want to bolt out and, and do something. I I have never seen a more flexible customs class uh, yeah. that's just like, oh, if you got to do something, do something. We'll still be here until we're all done. Yep. Um, and if you don't finish, like, I've you know, folks running the class, I've seen go like, oh, you know, send me an email if you get stuck and I'll, I'll help you through. You know, something if, if you aren't here to do it. Yeah, there um, are some
0: people that are just very, you know, they take their time. And, you know, some of the guys in that class, like uh, Transformers and Nemesis Predaking, they've stayed for one person to finish up. Yeah,
1: well, they're and passionate they customizers. Yeah, and they like,
0: just hop in and be like, hey, I'll paint this arm for you. Yeah. Just get you out of here sooner.
1: So don't, don't worry about it being a strict thing. Don't worry about, you know, messing up a system. Like, that is one of the most flexible convention systems at the whole show. It's the yeah. customization class. And I
0: don't think the figure's been revealed as of yet. No. hasn't. But not. it's it's a cool one. <laughs> it's, it's cool this year. That's all I'll say. Yeah.
1: Um, as, as for other things that I know are probably happening, uh, very likely at the end of the show, if you listen to this podcast and the show is done, stick around after the organizer panel. We're probably going to be doing a thing. Uh, it's usually pretty fun, a little bit chaotic this year. I'm going to be introducing a little bit more structure, just a touch. I have plans and I have plan B's and plan C's. Right. So, uh, don't worry about the WTF panel being weird. There's going to be stuff. And, uh. It's always
0: a little different than a normal episode anyway.
1: Oh yeah. Like, commonly, if you've never been to one of our panels at TFCon, Nemesis Predaking is usually there with a sizable Nerf gun. Even though I kind of – me and everyone on the podcast has moved away from that, the rest of our audience hasn't. So, (laughs) you know, they they continue on doing their own thing. Usually we we try to live stream the thing and project the live stream chat behind us so that we have this really weird sort of two audiences talking to each other thing. It's interesting. And, uh, you know, it's also – when we're doing that panel, there is nothing else happening. It's just the AV crew cleaning up pretty
0: much <laughs> the nerf gun is like when a wrestler tries to change their gimmick and people only want the old gimmick
1: yeah like I, I we were even we were me and aaron made it dark we were joking darkly about where this could go and it just seemed people really just clung to the nerf gun really what it comes down to is Mal eventually malwave Mal gets the, shot yeah. but yeah eventually yeah, he. The dark. Stu shoots Malwave with with a lot of darts, um, but yeah, that is probably happening. Basically, TFCon has been real good at having some representation from just about every modern aspect of our fandom, from cosplayers to people who make videos and other types of media to you know podcasters. Um, so once- yeah, we're good.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say, like the evolution of TFCon has really changed over the years, mm-hmm. and like YouTube is such a big part of the fandom now. It's glad to see it it because I was thinking about this earlier today when I was going to th- talk about stuff. I'm like, man, the difference between, say, TFCon 2004 and TFCon 2016 is just night and day. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, um, there are there are like th- there have always been fandom personalities, mm-hmm. but the nature of it has very much changed. Yeah, um, very much. And it's not just toy reviewers. It is it is just people who make media they love, be it videos, be it podcasts um there are there are a lot of Transformers podcasts that have dedicated listenerships now.
0: Oh yeah. Much yeah. differently
1: than the way that listenerships were in 08 when we started this one.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, so it's, many have sprung up and actually gotten a good foothold of like a listenership. It's it's interesting to see.
1: It's it's I, I really like it. And uh what I'm hoping uh the i guess the one of the backbones of the fan media side this year i believe is going to be collaboration uh one of the cruxes of of fan-made media that i think we're all starting to learn it's not like tv channels it's not tune into mine not his it's more tune into both of ours because it's a la carte
0: it's a la carte and we might collaborate one day
1: yeah uh and, and toronto is a growing space for that stuff and not just because a YouTube thing opened, but uh, <laughs> that's been a huge part of it. There, there is a lot of cool stuff happening in Toronto as far as making media and taking it a bit more seriously. Um, so I, I'm, I feel like there is a, there is a, very soon TFCon has got like it's, it's already been wading into the water. I think there's a, a straight up crossing of a, of a river. That we're in the midst of with that stuff uh now that i'm done sounding like a cyber hippie no um, that's fine <laughs> the uh the dealer room is going to be packed i believe i saw tf source saying they're coming
0: i believe they are coming yes
1: uh that was yep. just on twitter um yep. but if you are looking for transformers other toys third party stuff etc j- by sunday everything generally is showing up in that dealer room mm-hmm. um and uh There are no, like, as of a couple years ago, I believe, there are no longer TFCon-produced exclusives, but a lot of companies bring exclusives to the TFCon dealer room. Correct, As, you know, kind of the new form of the exclusive.
0: Yes. um, We were producing exclusives ourselves for a number of years. Um, Just the way the whole third-party industry has shifted and... I'm not gonna get in the whole thing of like, why don't you have official exclusives? Why is it like this? There's thousands of hours of audio on why and how and how this works. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> right now, TFCon will not be producing our own exclusives just because it's changed. Other third parties have been coming and bringing, say, like um, TF Source. I, I'm gonna butcher the name. Was it Chigger?
1: Uh, she. Sh- oh no, Chigaro. it was. Uh, it was. So yeah, it was uh, an astro. It wasn't actually him. It was A Star. Oh, okay. that was the exclusive. Don't ask me how. I don't know how I am for some reason able to just library style keep all these fake names from third party things straight, yet. Like you try to tell me a simple game at a bar and I can't remember the yeah. rules, but uh, yeah,
0: I, I'm at the point now where there's so <clears> many <throat> out there. I'm literally just calling them like not Blitzwing, not Astrotrain. Oh, that's KFC's, not Swerve or not.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the fun part is I just tell someone, okay, what character is it and what's the thing that makes it different from the other ones? Oh, his name is this. Half the time, someone's like, I didn't even know that was the name. That's a funny
0: name. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> ha- kind of how I am with all those reflectors out there now. It's I'm like, like what, uh, what? What's
1: an Avila Star? And I'm like, yeah. I don't. No, i just know that's his name All right. right. so
0: like tf source <laughs> brought theirs last year and they sold it yeah so it's no longer necessarily the only at tfcon it is a tfcon exclusive but they might take them back and sell them on their website so don't be upset that it's not maybe a true exclusive they start off as tfcon exclusives and if anyone's after those i know there are rumblings of a few this year i mm-hmm. cannot confirm nor deny what might show up
1: yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like a San Diego style thing. They debut at the convention, and then if stuff is left over, it
0: goes online. Right, and there's always there's been the few. Um, I don't think there was one last year, um, but there's been a few of the whole ninja exclusives. Oh, like there, yeah. There'll be one announced, and then you walk in the day show. It's like, wait, what? Well, T-
1: TFCon <laughs> Chicago, perfect example. We all show up, and then TF Source is like, oh, by the way, we have this Toy World Grand Maximus yeah, that they exactly. made that you've never yeah, heard the of. Grant. Yeah. yeah,
0: and he's right here for sale. He's right here. You can buy him right <laughs> now. We have a hundred of them.
1: Yeah, that was real fun. Um, yes, but so, yeah, th- a lot of these companies tend, like, some companies will start talking about it, but there are some that actually like
0: to do the ninja reveal, the ninja reveal, um, just because it kind of creates a buzz.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, th- that that's how the exclusive thing has worked. As he said, like, I think we we've had conversations on this podcast about the shift at TF with this stuff. A lot of people I've talked to who have gone to TF Cons as long as I have basically saw this coming for a good two years and when it when the shift fully happened to just retailers bringing their own stuff me included a lot of people were like yeah i don't know maybe could have even happened last year but this this is the the direction to go right now
0: right and it's kind of one of those whole thing like one company did it so all of a sudden three four five companies are going to start doing it so you have your options out there yeah and uh i will say for those curious about the dealer room it has become heavy on third-party products
1: yeah extremely in fact if you're looking for mainline transformers unless it's new uh like like i think titan's return may
0: well be a, a presence in the dealer room yeah it's, it's going to time well with that release right and if because uh, i think they're starting to hit in stock and say bbts yeah so if those are what you're after um go after those first Uh, Because they're going to get snapped up really quickly. We all know how Transformers fans are. And I'm not going to say it again, but I think we've all said it a million times before. You'll be able to get the mainline stuff. Yeah, There's no need for tears or anger or anything if, say, somewhere was sold out of the Titan Masters Blur. You'll be able to get that, and in four months you'll be complaining that Toys R Us only has Titan Masters Blur.
1: Yeah, like I, as someone who is who has is about the don't snap up wave one at, at scalper prices, basically. Yeah. For most, <laughs> I also I've come to appreciate for some people they're like, no, I know that, but that's going to be my adventure at this convention. I'm going to go and just try to friggin get a wave one blur. And that's I'm, fine. I'm even willing <laughs> to pay twenty five for it because that's just that's that's the adventure I want to go on, and it's like that's cool. Like, yeah.
0: Go for it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and if that's what you're after, that's fine. But just please keep these things in mind. Um, What I've really noticed in Transformers in the last few years is that everything hits, kind of hits a peak, and either stays at that peak, plateaus, or takes a sharp nosedive. Mm-hmm. So, like, some toys, if you're after back catalog stuff, some toys have really spiked in price. Like, for some reason, those War for Cybertron toys sell for really high money now. Yeah. And I'm not really sure what the cause of that is, but they do. Because there was plenty of those when they came out.
1: Or you're given, you know, almost any given movie leader toy. Yeah.
0: It just, okay. They all sell for like $75 minimum now. Some more. Yeah. Like that Shadow Command Megatron. I have no explanation for that thing.
1: I And it has like three third-party upgrade sets done for it as well. Yeah. That people have yeah. been clamoring for. So it's like, yeah. all right, cool.
0: Uh, uh, okay. I don't <laughs> get it. But, uh, you know, and... You know, the dealer room's going to be heavy on that. It's going to be hit and miss for import stuff. Um, only because I say I say hit and miss because a lot of dealers a few years ago did bring a lot of import stuff in. It didn't do great for them, and then they got stuck with it. So mm. they're very hesitant to really stock up too much on, um, say, the recent Takara releases.
1: Yeah, like, your, like uh, Adventure, for instance. The yeah, Japanese version of RID is probably not going to be Probably
0: common. you're not going to find a whole lot of that. So just keep that in mind when you go. Um, you know, we might as well, we're kind of in the deal room. We might as well kind of say, like, what I try and tell people, the deal room plan. Make a list of what your things are in priority. Do your research on what they're going for. And this year especially, factor in the cost of exchange. Yeah, don't do the whole. Why is this one fifty? It's only ninety nine on BBTS.
1: Yeah, bear in well, mind that our dollar plummeted in the last fourteen plummeted. months.
0: so you can throw at least twenty five percent exchange on that. A lot of these dealers are smaller operations, mm. so they're going to have to pay a higher premium anyway. And you don't have to factor in shipping. I've like just, I've,
1: uh, I've spoken to a couple dealers uh, who who primarily who have a lot of fingers in the, the unofficial realm, right? Which is all priced USD first because that's one of the biggest buying markets, right? And uh, none of them are happy to be marking that no. stuff up.
0: No, one dealer, especially I was talking to him, and he's legit bummed. He has to sell this stuff as high. Yes, As he does. Um, I bought something from him and he was kind of embarrassed to tell me how much it was. And I was like, no, dude, that's fine because it's 68 on BBTS. <laughs> yeah. Like your price is actually right where it should be. I know it seems ridiculous, but I know how bad our dollar is right now from someone that's buying a lot from the States. <laughs> and it uh,
1: and like I, I, I took it right in the face when I went down to TFX Expo in Kansas last year. That was basically on the day our dollar began its plummet. Right. I was in the airport trying to use the ATM in the international section. I called my mom because I was like, is this ATM ripping me off or did something happen? Oh, because like I like this was right after a trip to visit my girlfriend in Rochester. Right. Before it plummeted the next week, I'm like, oh, I should take some American money out. I'll take out one hundred and fifty. It's like, well, this is how much it'll be in Canadian. And I was like, pardon me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> pardon me. This should be about one sixty. Not. 190 what's going on here yeah uh
1: like like to to be in an airport going to a transformers convention that weekend was the fastest turnaround of realizing the new now right Uh, (laughs) yeah
0: so uh, just do your research do the exchange research um go with a plan i mean you can go with a bunch of money and just go willy-nilly but i've found that's not the best thing to do i've done that and i kind of come home at the end of the day and go wait what
1: yeah you have more fun if you have at least a light plan like if you have a, it's great to go with an easy but satisfying grail because then you also feel great when you grab it
0: yeah it's like um, for me i'm really into g1 stuff you know me i'm like okay i want to get a g1 carnivac
1: yeah this
0: weekend <laughs> that's my goal i like, got it and now i can move on
1: and there is still uh, uh, there is still g1 representation there is at least one table that'll probably have Uh, An extensive parts bin uh, Mm -hmm. organized for you to
0: to dig through. There are some dealers that come out for TFCon that don't come out at any other shows. Um, So there will be G1 representation there if that's what you're into. But it's going to be heavy on the third party and kind of hit and miss Mm. for everything else. So, you know, don't get upset if it's not in the dealer room. Um, I know for me personally, there's not going to be much I'm looking at this year. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's just where my collecting habits have gone. And anything I kind of want that's kind of in the pipeline, I've gotten at this point or have already prearranged for.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But uh, speaking of the third-party stuff, in the mm-hmm. dealer room, um, there are often reps from at least one or two companies. Yep. Uh, often the dealer room ends up being one of two major places throughout the convention to see some stuff that might not even be out yet, as right. well as to see a lot of stuff that's out that maybe you haven't seen in person, which uh, – is an amazing way to get to preview some of this yeah. pricey but weird stuff that you might be interested in but you don't know what it's like a lot of tables tend to have at least one piece just sitting out that you can see physically
0: some of them even let you handle them ask yeah. first but ask first just don't <laughs> grab um please don't ask to uh for the tfcon staff to take something out of the third party display
1: yeah it's, that's, it's, that's the other place to check it's, that stuff out
0: it's not gonna happen yeah <laughs>
1: Uh, Well, okay, and I'll tell you you why it won't happen. Half that stuff is like resin. Right. And is going to collapse if you breathe on it hard. Right. Uh, Uh, Ryan Ryan Sheehy has probably spent a good eight hours in his hotel room the night before trying to make it look nice.
0: Yeah, there was uh, literally last year at about three in the morning, Ryan and I were trying to glue a toy back together, and the hot glue was not working. It wasn't bonding to the plastics. Yeah. And that's what the person who sent the prototype said, oh, yeah, just use the hot glue. And it was like we were – and we're tired. We're exhausted. We're trying to put this toy back together. And eventually it just – it didn't happen.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So so bear in mind like if you see stuff in a case like – even if, if you see Ryan like handling it, it's because he's been handling all that stuff for like a good couple weeks, if not months. Yeah. He knows how it works. He knows what its tolerances are. Right. And a lot of that stuff is, is – and I've handled some crispy resin stuff. Crispy resin stuff, you don't want to be the one who's holding it.
0: Yep. Like, well, it's like last year we had the um, – I think it was the KFC Scourge or X-Transbot Scourge. Yeah. And he was in robot mode and we were told that it was transformable and neither Ryan or myself felt confident enough to transform it.
1: Yeah, like, that that stuff... I, I handled the resins for Feral Rex back in 2013. And, like, it was terrifying. Because, like, you know, these are complicated toys. They're in a state where they're not production quality. And we
0: had no instructions or no clue even kind of where to start. So yeah. we just said... Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs>
1: like I did a I did a video for Masterminds Inferno, the 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 painted test shot of it right. a couple months ago. Um in case you didn't know this. So I was handling it in that video. Uh while I was handling it, its joints were degrading as I handled it because it was a test shot. Right. And I talked to to Ian Reed afterwards who was doing the you know, some of the photography for that. And he was like, "Yeah, you know, about a week after that all was done, like the hips were just imploding because this was not ready for production yet." So that's why you might see someone handling some Grey Proto stuff, but they're not letting everyone handle it because it's yeah. not ready.
0: Yeah, some, um, of the, some of the dealers, if they kind of have hardy test shots out, they might let you fiddle around with that. Yeah. Or and they it, might just crack open a brand new toy and say like, yeah, that's the display model. Go nuts on it. Yeah. Because they want you to buy the box ones that they have <laughs> behind you. Marketing.
1: Uh, exactly you know get someone to handle the thing and and go like yep. this is great uh even even some things that you see that are gray i'll you know quickest tangent some of that stuff is actually production plastic that was then spray painted gray because we as collectors are so used to seeing things gray when they're not ready yeah it's yeah. a really weird psychological yeah that thing. is a
0: weird thing but it makes sense and another thing on the subject of transforming toys if you're in the dealer room don't pick up dealers loose toys and start transforming them Oh, yeah, that's... Because um, they, they either have them in robot mode for a reason or vehicle mode for a reason. So just don't pick them up and start transforming them.
1: Yeah, ex- That's I, I, very I
0: sh- rude. <laughs> I've seen at
1: least once someone doing that and then something broke. And then who wants to be in that conversation? Nobody.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, I literally had to grab a Transmetal Megatron off when I was dealing one year. It's Someone picked it up and started really ham-fisting it. And I just picked it up. I snatched it right out of their hands. I was like... No.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Please don't do that. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have a much less friendly conversation in a few seconds. Right,
0: because if you break it, you're about to hand me a $25 bill.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So just, just to, to top off on third-party things, there's also usually a third-party product preview that Ryan runs. Correct, and that's uh, another
0: very well-attended atten- t- eh, panel.
1: It's also a breakneck panel uh, as far is. as its speed. And the one thing that I'll say up front that you should probably know going in – If you miss something, all the slides go up on TFW afterwards. Yeah. So don't don't worry if things go quick.
0: Yeah, that's one of those panels I've never been overly concerned about me getting to. Usually because I'm busy doing other things. Because the slides do go up very quickly on TFW.
1: Yeah. Truth be told, I've always every now and then when I'm just sitting there brainstorming or like you know we're at the bar afterwards and I kind of have a quiet moment. I kind of think to myself, like, man, like, I feel like Ryan is almost, like, it's 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 hard friggin' work oh, yeah. that he's going through, trying to get through all that stuff. I'm like, man, I wish I could crack the code on, like, how that panel could shift. But he gets inundated with, like, 5,000 photos to to pile into a 60-minute slideshow. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, like... And
0: it's- it, it is a fun panel to go to, just see everyone's reactions. Oh, the, the
1: crowd reactions are the reason to go. Yeah,
0: and it's a fun thing to go to, because you see a lot of pictures that will never come to fruition.
1: Yeah, or the like those uh, CAD model animations on the Jisai Toys Headmasters yeah, the other year. Yeah, those are like, great.
0: Yeah. But it's like, <sighs> you know, you see some things, it's like, oh yeah, that was supposed to come out. Uh, a lot of this stuff just is designed, something they have in the pipeline, and then it's not necessarily, this is coming at X date. Yeah, look this is, how long the glacial bots kicked around for from the uh, fans project.
1: And this, this is this is a, a more transparent version of like the same process Transformers go through, where they take a good eighteen months to go from paper to plastic. Yeah, uh, it's just that third party companies tend to be a lot more open about it. Right. Um, whereas with the Transformer, you hear about it in the summer; it's out by the winter because you didn't hear about it for those other twelve months.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, some of these projects end up getting dropped because oh, now there's an official one coming.
1: Yeah, or, a- oh, we're, we, we thought we lined up a factory. Turns out they don't exist anymore.
0: Yeah, whoops, they're gone. Uh, Never mind. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. So I, I, I love watching that thing because there's also been like a, a tonal shift in that as well where I think years ago there were more projects being shown that also never happened.
0: Oh, yeah, and- way more years ago. Almost everything now, I'm going to say, if you go back, I think, let's go back five years or so, I'm going to say like you might get, 30 to 40% of the projects. Now you're probably going to get 70 80.
1: Yeah. Like you have you have less pie in the sky CG silhouette stuff showing right. up. Right. And these. we will
0: get some stuff that's like, "Oh, this company is coming out and they're doing this." And then the company <laughs> you don't hear anything and the company disappears. Yeah. And you know,
1: one of the upsides of the speed of that panel also is you don't linger on things that might yep. never happen.
0: <laughs> might never happen. It's like, "Here it is." And even, you know, hey, look at all this cr- the fans project headmasters, like we're still waiting for a huge chunk of those that were, you mm. know, previewed. I'll say,
1: yeah, well, like that, like back when we saw those previews, that Minerva was like in such an unfinished state compared to everything else, right? Uh, that's just, that's what some like if you look at fan like fans toys. I don't buy a lot of fans toys. Uh, but they're one of the premier Masterpiece-alike companies. Right. Their last three pre-orders that they put up were like your usual third-party pre-order where it's just the CAD model. Mm-hmm. But their date is like 14 months from the pre-order right. going live yeah. because they're getting more realistic about, oh, right, we keep delaying everything so long because we are making complicated toys.
0: Yeah, they're complicated, well-made toys.
1: <laughs> yeah uh so yeah the the third party rep like this is tfcon has for the you know since oh eight oh nine and then especially 2010 onwards has also been a real big focal point for a third party transforming robot product mm-hmm. um so if you're into that like this is this is all up your alley if you're not into it don't worry there's plenty of other stuff there's but-
0: plenty of official stuff don't th- i don't want to get the idea that you're gonna go oh there's only third party in here oh, i don't like third party there's pl- there's something for everyone just I always want to caution people when I say when you're going into the dealer room, it doesn't mean that magically everything's going to be there.
1: And uh, continuing the dealer room tips, uh, the easiest one that I, I think is real valuable to tell first timers, bring cash because you'll bring be happier. Cash.
0: Yeah, <laughs> a lot of the dealers do have square readers now, but mm-hmm. not all.
1: Yeah. And even then, like it's it's simpler uh, to do cash. You're uh, in my limited experience. You need cash if you're going to haggle. Yeah, um, it's a yeah, lot harder to haggle and then go like, all right, so I don't have cash at the very end
0: of it. You know? <laughs> yeah, if um, you really can't haggle on credit card transactions, unless you're buying a lot. <laughs> yeah, then they'll probably give you a, a deal. But the best way to haggle is cash. Um, be realistic when you haggle. Uh, I am constantly telling people if someone has a toy for $10, $5 is not where you want to start. No, no uh as someone that sell toys i'm gonna immediately shut down if you go to five from ten
1: the easiest way to haggle if you're not used to haggling on a single item and it's just it's my way is pick up two things combine the cost round down a little bit and then go from there
0: yeah (laughs) my haggle is literally i just ask the dealer and i know what items i can haggle on and what i can't haggle on new items not really where you want to haggle on no like the newest item out there no these dealers if it's new they've imported they have their price and that's their price yeah you can haggle on the older items and i just tend to go what's the best price you can do on this Mm -hmm. and it's a very quick and easy uh man i can do eight man i can do 15 man i can do this or some guys will say that's my price most dealers I'm gonna say do have a buffer in for the older stuff, but some people just have that's what they want for stuff. And if it's not a price you're willing to pay and you can't haggle, move on. It's yeah. fine.
1: Yeah, I've uh with with a few, you know, very specific exceptions of, of circumstance, the way I've seen haggling go, if you're if you're just friendly and inquisitive yeah. and they say no and you say, That's cool, everyone's cool about it. Yeah. Um there's I've only ever met I've only ever even just heard of one dealer, I don't even think it was a TFCon where the the guy gave some guff if you gave him if you you know tried to haggle and walked right, away yeah, and yeah. and guess what no one went to that guy's table afterwards so it's, yeah. it's it's an educational process
0: as someone that sells a lot of conventions be nice yeah <laughs> if you're a if you're a dink <laughs> haggling uh, i'm not going to i'm not going to help you out
1: <laughs> yeah and and but, generally like just being friendly about stuff even if it's you know he's going to say no if you just ask and he says no then you've settled the question
0: yeah you've settled the question <laughs> and uh you know just it never hurts to ask yeah but uh, work on the older stuff with that
1: <laughs> yeah unless you're buying like four things you know yeah, if, if, you, if you buy like four things and one of them's new like my personal language i like i like yours as well mine right. is just like hey i'm picking up these three things can you do me a deal or if i yeah, pick up these three that, and this can you do me a deal
0: that's great like if you're buying four masterpiece toys th- they might be able to knock a little bit off yeah and just say like hey man I'm i'm interested in these four things can you do a package deal because if you say package deal, you're not – the language being used isn't I want a discount. Yeah. It's, it's a package. It's <laughs>
1: like I'm picking up all these things. and right. and, uh, and the reason why they would want to help you do that is because that's a whole bunch of things they're not going to have to take home afterwards. Yeah.
0: And your bigger dealers like your TF Sources and your Chosen Primes, those are going to be the – this is our price. Yeah. But they often show up, especially TF Source. I like TF Source because they show up with a bunch of stuff that they've had kicking around. And they sell it for really cheap. Yeah. They bring their kind of con specials, and those are great. If it's something that, uh, you know, you maybe were always interested in, but, uh, you know, you wouldn't pay full price for, they bring them to cons and just blow them out. Yeah. Like, my favorite example as a con deal is, um, you know those, what was that, transforming ice cream bar oh yeah
1: the uh the the, it was a branded crossover thing yeah
0: there was so many of those being blown out for five bucks each yeah from dealers just because they're like well we miscalculated on this like we just want them gone and that's something where you might go yeah i'll pay five bucks for that just check it out
1: or if you if you're really into q transformers but you haven't picked any up yet those are those are dealer room candy yeah Uh, anyone who brings them brings tons
0: I forget the one year at TFCon a couple years ago, one of the dealers was blowing out the Beast Saga stuff like really cheap.
1: Yeah. Um, like if there's a line that you know you see it's something old and it's not hot and it's something you were waiting on and you really want to do it and no one's buying it, uh, this is this is a little bit more of tricky stuff. Wait till Sunday and see if it's still there if you want to take the risk. Yeah, and then exactly. you're gonna like yep. Sunday is Haggle
0: Day. Sunday uh, is Haggle Day. Uh, hit up the dealers. If the dealer room closed at 4 30, Hit up them about 3.30 or so. Yeah. If you're staying there the whole day or whole weekend, just go in. And also there's going to be the – you don't even have to haggle because dealers just start slashing prices.
1: Yeah. and uh, they want to move stuff. And if you see someone you know who's got a lot of stuff at their table on Sunday, like they are probably going to be way more ready to make deals than oh, totally. yeah. a lot of other people. And also Sunday is the day when – again, this is more tricky stuff. Uh, on the buyer side, it's a pe- it's a piece of haggle bait that ha- it doesn't work all the time, but it's it's worth having in your repertoire. Just don't be scummy about it. If you're trying to haggle and and you want to you want to make a thing, is like, listen, I have only got twenty bucks left, yeah. And you're you know you've got like say twenty five thirty bucks of stuff that's not amazing, and you say like here, this this like this is my last money. That can sometimes work.
0: Yeah, I've done that where people are like, man, I've got twenty bucks left, and I'm interested in these two items. That'd be thirty. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Just <laughs> it's like the a- end of the day.
1: It's like I said, don't scum about it. Don't go like, yeah, I only have 20. Then go to the table next to them and go like, hey, I only have 20 bucks left. I only have $20 (laughs) or
0: pull your 20 bucks from the stack of 20s in your wallet.
1: I've seen someone do that once and I was like, come on, buddy. Like at least put the kayfabe on and
0: make pretend like
1: you had 20 bucks.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, You know, (laughs) and another thing too that I like you mentioned about cash, take more cash out than you need Mm -hmm. only because you don't want to have to worry about going to the ATM.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I tell people generally, if if it's within your means, go in with 500 cash, regardless yeah. of what you're yeah. doing. Um, I mean,
0: speaking of someone that goes to conventions with way more money than he should ever spend. But I'm always of the mindset, if there is those items that miraculously pick up, and especially now, I, I <laughs> me and my collecting, I'm after the big game pieces. Mm-hmm. So I need to have that cash ready. Um, Go with cash. And also, if you're staying at the hotel and you have a strict budget for, say, food and other things, put that money in a different section in your wallet yes. or leave it in your room. Don't let – I find a lot of people have run into that over the years. And it comes with younger people going to conventions and maybe not, like, thinking about it or just looking at the giant stack of money. but. If you're not good like that, separate that cash. Be like, this is my food money. I have $200 to feed and drink myself this weekend.
1: Yeah, uh, I've, I've been there once at a at an American show where uh, I did not uh, take into account, oh, right, there's no shuttle to the airport. Right. And I'm like potentially like five bucks short of that. This was like back right. in like 06, I think. Right. Uh, it's a great way to never do it again. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 and it's don't it's not like a dumb thing where you accidentally use the money. If you don't separate your money, it's super easy to just forget that you don't have, you know, your living cost cash.
0: Yeah, uh, I did that coming back from a convention years ago. I didn't have money like cash for gas or tolls. Not that I didn't have the money, but keep in mind, I'm a Canadian in america so if i want to use an atm i'm gonna have like a seven dollar fee to good get old 20, times <laughs> to get 20 bucks out just to pay some tolls on the way back because i didn't keep physical money it has nothing to do with like having the money or not it was i didn't keep that physical cash on me yeah it happens <laughs>
1: and try, try to take your cash out before you get to the hotel because you know this is again just some convention common sense the hotel atm will not last for the whole weekend nope. so and, nope
0: there is an atm across the street A lot of people don't know that. There's a kind of a hidden one across the street, but those do run out. They do get refilled, but they run out. It's inevitable.
1: And also, if you're American, and this is something I only learned a couple years ago, uh, if you're coming with a debit and a credit card, make sure you know which of those is being used, especially when you're paying for your room. Yeah. Because uh, our debit and credit cards work differently than yours. Correct. You, you just triple check that when you're doing your stuff at the at the registration yeah.
0: counter. Someone ran into that because they had a debit credit card and the room took – held all their money in their account and it ended up being a cluster F Yeah. to try and get that sorted out, so –
1: and uh, and ever since that experience, like, I feel like it's it's actually one of the loudest messages I got to send for TFCon because, you know, we have so many out-of-country people coming in. Right. Uh, read up on the differences between how your credit debit cards work to ours. It's yeah.
0: really important to know. I forget the exact situation, but it was something along the lines of, you know, the hotel was going to be, I'm going to say, you know, $1,200. Yeah. And it took the $1,200 from his account or yep. her account and then – they were going to use that cash to get out and then pay their credit. But because it was hooked in as a debit credit card, it just became a disaster.
1: And as I understand it, it's as simple as making sure
0: it's being used yeah. as a credit card. Make a phone call. That's
1: that's yeah. it. Uh, and, and, you know, I'll say once again, these are the kind of things. No one was being stupid. It's just, you know, it's, it's something just we all had not to learn. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: learning the hard way. And <laughs> unfortunately, some situations happen. So if you are traveling... Make sure you keep your money back for food. Make sure you keep money back for your transportation back to the airport. Make sure you just maybe have an emergency fifty dollars, or make sure that you do have because some people are younger and some people just don't have them credit cards, yeah, where you can just throw an emergency on. Uh oh, you know what? If you go out to dinner, watch how much how many drinks you order because like eight bucks a drink and you order six, they they get real expensive real fast,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, especially for for younger people, because I, I, if, if I were to define myself, I am only just starting to not be what I would call a younger person going to a convention, at least as far as experience and whatnot.
0: It, yeah, uh, uh,
1: I'm, I'm just at that point where I feel like I've been there enough to, like, recognize stuff I would have done like 10 years ago. Oh, totally.
0: So, uh, uh, like, I can remember the first year I went, I'm going to say it was probably 2000, went back uh what year was uh did we have dan gilvazan last 2009 yeah and i bought i went with too much money bought way too much got caught up in stuff and came back and went what did i do and you don't want to be in that situation (laughs) yeah Uh, and for me it wasn't life or death it was just like well this was dumb (laughs)
1: <laughs> there, there, there are just lots of there are lots of things, if, especially if it's one of your first shows and you're coming from out of country that you just might not expect. Like, you know, another easy one as you're buying stuff, um, go back to your oh, room and open yes. it to make sure that it yeah. works and then <laughs> test fit it in your luggage to make yep. sure your luggage is big enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, and do both because uh, I've seen like and I'm guilty of this often at a convention. I don't open anything at the show. A lot of dealers are, unless they are a small, small small-time dealer selling you a vintage piece. If it's like something that's new and they're like one of the established dealers, open it up, make sure it works. Because if it doesn't, they'll, you know, they'll do an exchange for you like they do on their regular business.
0: Yeah, Um. because some of the even the smaller dealers, like they can like send an item back. Mm -hmm. Some are going to have different policies than others. It all depends on the dealers and what kind of working relationship they might have with their distributors. So. but
1: but open your stuff before you pack it is, and before the show is over if possible. Yeah. Uh, don't, you know, don't you don't have to spend your whole evening working through the joints making sure everything works. Just just give it a, a once over yeah, if you can. Yeah, make
0: sure you if you buy a masterpiece figure, make sure that it's not missing an arm or something.
1: Yeah. um, Don't go
0: back to the dealer and be like, the knee is a little loose on this.
1: (laughs) We've gotten real good with stuff like when Encore Fortress Maximus came out. Uh, The word had gotten around real solidly that if you buy it, open it up and make sure everything's there. Because that was a problem.
0: Right. uh, When that toy came out. And who was just the problem? Uh, Masterpiece Ramjet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know that uh, Eric at Madhouse Toys uh, meticulously... checked all his ramjets
0: yeah him and ian reed went through those with a fine tooth comb
1: that was an evening that they went yeah. through and then when yeah. i and then after i learned that story i saw big bad and like yeah we checked our entire stock I yeah was like, that's where, holy crap that's <laughs> like, where
0: i got mine from and big bad had all their ramjets double taped at the bottom because they checked every single one before they shipped it out
1: yeah because like I, I
0: think Big Big Bad was like, "Uh oh, we could have a nightmare on our hands here."
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and with their own policy of return stuff, where half the time they just send you something new, like that, yeah, that would kill them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, check. or they rip
0: rip a leg off a figure. Here you yeah. go. I, I'm always curious. I want to go to their warehouse and be like, "Oh my god, you literally have like a toy graveyard here." Yeah, that is like, oh, the arm isn't working. Well, here's one that we ripped the leg off of. <laughs>
1: Yeah, or like even like uh, I got a replacement part through NECA and the way that their replacement thing worked was just the the, the whoever it was, customer service, was like I'll get back to you once I can source that piece. Like three months later, I got a DM like I found one. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, all right,
0: thanks. Like, OK, click, I think great. I
1: understand your process now. Oh, cool.
0: Uh, but yeah, yeah, I I ran into that with the year I went to uh, BotCon and found the gentleman selling all the loose toys for two or three bucks each. And I bought a lot and I ended up shipping them back to myself. And at the end of the day, it would have been cheaper to buy a very cheap suitcase and just check a second suitcase. So yeah. live and learn.
1: Yeah. Uh, tra- travel is something I take for granted. Cause I've done a lot of traveling uh, ever since I was a baby even. Right. So I, yeah. I take, I take for granted that uh, I've done all that. And I, I spent years assuming that's just a thing everyone did. Uh and I know, I know, especially in America, there's actually less of a reason to travel for a lot of you guys. So, yeah, yeah. you know, take take our experiences as you can, and, and avoid some of the you know unfortunate incidents as much as you can. Uh, any other big dealer room tips you can think of? Um, uh, while I've got you because you've done dealer stuff on yeah, both sides of the table yeah, so much, yeah, I've,
0: I've I've been both sides of the table so much. Um, come with cash. Make a list. Do your research. Um, be polite. I think we covered most of it. Don't transform toys on people's tables. Um, um, if you're staying in the hotel, um, go dump stuff off at your room. Don't walk through the con with huge bags hitting everyone. Yeah. And, uh, and even if you came for the day and you have a car, go put them in your car. It'll be better for you. For you. you and- you'll,
1: you'll feel more comfortable.
0: <laughs> Yeah. I'm just trying to think you don't have anything else for the dealer room, do you? Uh, only only with the, the art tables.
1: Um because a lot of the artists who are there. Okay, let's are... let's
0: talk about artists then. Let's forget yeah. the figures and talk about artists. A
1: lot of artists are gonna be like, number one, a lot of artists show up for TF Co. Yes, a um, lot of artists. Number two, a lot of them have sorted out their commissions online before the show. Right. I was, so gonna, go I was follow gonna mention them. that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you're thinking of getting a um commission from any of the artists, um follow them, look through their tweets. Um, Some of them I know are already full. Mm -hmm. Like the, the artists bringing home original art from the convention now has gotten very popular. Yep. It's become a very hot ticket thing. Uh, I like to do it. Uh, It's for me, that's more of a meaningful souvenir now um, to get a commission piece done. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you really have your heart set on that, contact the artist and see what their commission list is like because most of the artists either now are showing up they don't even take commissions at the show they Mm -hmm. might spend the entire show trying to catch up on prearranged ones
1: and if they do take commissions at the show be prepared for that commission to not actually be finished at the show because they have taken on so many commissions
0: or late sunday like you're not coming back in an hour and getting your commission like it's different someone like matt moylan who does the little formers he bangs those out pretty quickly He's he's a half machine, though, I right. think. I started, yeah, he I really puts his head down and just <laughs> goes to work. But you got to remember that some of these other guys and artists and girls, you know, um, they're trying to draw as well as sell their prints as well as interact with fans.
1: Yeah, a lot of so, them are solo running their tables. Right,
0: running their tables. So, it, again, don't try and tie them up for too long if they look like they're in the middle of something. And don't get upset if they aren't doing commissions. But if you really want a commission... Take a couple minutes and talk to them and just say, oh, I understand you're full, like, you know, would it be possible, like, would you take payment now and you can mail something out to me? Because a lot of them will do that. Yeah. um... Just while if you have the cash in your hand.
1: And and a lot of them uh, are like if you're worried, a lot of them are fully accountable because uh, many of the active Transformers artists right now are also highly active on social media. Yeah, highly so active. They they are there. You know, yep. um, like like Josh Perez is streaming half the time. Like you can, you he is heavily there and present. Yeah, m-
0: most of them are very easy to find online, and most of them are really good about sending stuff up, setting it up. So just talk to them, and if they're say, and if they. Say, well, no, I don't take commissions online, or I'm not taking any right now. Just be polite.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> if they're if they're talking to you with their head down, don't take that the wrong way. The wrong way, it's, because it's tra- it's easy to take that the wrong way if you if you're if you're new to interacting right. with the artists. Yeah, they are a lot of them. And Matt Moylan, again, being the frigging man machine he is, I've had like a lengthy conversation with him where his head was almost on the table, working on on like three sketches. And he was still having a totally normal conversation. Yeah. He was just able artists, to do it simultaneously.
0: <laughs> yeah. Some of the artists can talk and draw and some of them just need to focus. So. Yeah. Yep. And some will have original art there that you can buy. They all have prints. Like they'll, they'll sign things for you. You know, they're all very friendly people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so, you know, in the artist alley, uh, just, I think you need, the, the, main thing to know is go in there knowing that if they look like they're busy, it's cause they have a lot of commissions. It's,
0: it's cause they're actually busy.
1: <laughs> some, some of them still are totally up for talking. Just the, yeah. that's going to be one of those hard social things that is going to be difficult for some, um, and easy for others. Just even if they are really busy and don't really want to talk, they will still, you know, do a hello. And if you like their work, they're going to tell you, thanks,
0: you know? Yeah. So, and sometimes, and sometimes they gather in the bar. And Mm -hmm. try and finish commissions together. And don't harass them if they are doing this, but it's really neat to just watch over their shoulders. Oh, yeah. And see this table full of art being created. TFCon
1: Chicago, when everyone went to downtown Chicago to the Tiki Bar, Mm -hmm. I was tired. And I was like, I just, I'm not up for this. Uh, So then I looked over and in the lobby, there there was that happening. Like the, the artist congregation of just sort of chilling out drawing stuff. So I went and sat down there. And, you know, you can still, the conversation's happening, but it was just a real cool, just chill, creative atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's amazing to see in person how, especially when you see some of these artists, they pull a reference on their phone and are just generating this artwork of a character that they are, you know, they don't know the design by heart sometimes.
0: No, they pull up an old G1 screen cap and then make this beautiful piece of art out of it. It's yeah. It's pretty neat to see.
1: It's, it's super cool. Uh, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm always ecstatic to see not only the comic
1: artists, but even some of the freelance designer artists showing up at TFCon now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so who I would call the most underappreciated of the bunch. Yeah,
0: um, actually, uh, TFCon legend Goober is actually doing sketches now. Mm-hmm. His artwork is incredible. Yeah. For someone that is not a quote-unquote professional Transformers artist, just absolutely incredible.
1: There, There is a, a huge scene of art uh, to, to at least just walk through mm-hmm. and, and take in uh, that I, I highly recommend, especially if you need a break from the dealer room, but you still want to yeah. kind of be in that atmosphere. Like, just take a stroll through Artist Alley. Uh, it, it's a great little environment. Um, oh,
0: yeah, to- totally. It's a, It's a little more chill over there.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think that's really the. Is there anything else dealer room wise? Like that feels like the crux no. of it.
0: No, that's the crux of it. Yeah, I, I think we've covered everything.
1: Yeah, we've we've <laughs> kind of hit all the marks. Oh, one last question I have.
0: Okay. Uh, do we know if karaoke is happening again this year? Um, I don't know. I'm gonna say hopefully, but I haven't yeah. heard. No, we're not. So I think at the again, last toy show I, I really asked Colin, and I
1: think. <laughs> He said, "Yeah, but I'm not yeah. sure
0: now. Uh, I'll ask him. It, it's always it's gone over very, very well the last few years, so I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be back. So
1: yeah, all I can think of is a scheduling conflict with the whoever it is that runs it. But right, yeah, uh yeah. The TFCon karaoke is uh, is very fun. Uh, but it's I, very fun. Having been to two or three of those now, I actually got a few tips for that. uh If you want to do the karaoke, get there early, early. Yeah, um, because if you don't get your name in in the first like hour and a half." It's not like you're, like, you might still get in, but you will get to perform if you get your name in in the first hour and a half.
0: Yeah. Um, I put my name in last year, like, super late, but I actually was able to sing because the person was like, oh, this is a new name. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I like to put my name in more than once, but... Yeah, and a lot of people do, and there's nothing wrong with that.
1: It's totally cool, but if you put your name in more than once, go in knowing, like... They, they're they not gonna want to pull your name like three times in the same hour
0: you yeah know? they um, will look around and that's kind of how i when they were like oh well yeah you're new you haven't sang yet come on up
1: <laughs> yeah and uh, and don't worry like listen it's it's tricky to want to go especially if you don't know anyone but you still want to do the karaoke thing and i've seen a couple of people do that uh it's very brave um but it's it's one of the most supportive karaoke atmospheres I've seen. Where the worst thing it's done is no one's really there, so no one's really watching you. That's about it. Yeah, uh, I've never seen anyone straight up go like "you suck" or something. No. You know, like no.
0: everyone knows, no one is. I have yet to hear anyone at TFCon at karaoke that would be like oh, my God, they're they're an amazing singer. Everyone is true karaoke singers. Yeah. There are no ringers. <laughs>
1: the, the To me, the fun of karaoke is like to get the reaction and also to create the atmosphere of there's no need to wallflower. Right. Because if if I go up and I be loud and weird and dumb, then that'll get some people feeling like, oh, I can just go up and be dumb and have fun for like three and a half minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't worry about, like, no, even the most judgmental people I know are not paying enough attention at that no. point to be able to judge you on your karaoke.
0: No, and <laughs> people, uh, for the most part, no one is picking, like, real songs that they really, truly want to express the <laughs> angst or rage in their soul. Uh, like, last year's selection were, like, Do Haas, the Golden Girls theme. I got up and sang "Ludicrous." Yeah. Because I, I am... T- <laughs> I am terrible with lyrics, and I actually, for some reason, know a lot of ludicrous lyrics. So, yeah,
1: and like I've I've gone up and done a Gaga song, which I really yeah, enjoyed. And, I did and that, uh, was, that was fun. I did I did Katy Perry last year and, oh, uh, and joined in not? on the on the Du Hast crew. Yeah, um, probably gonna you know spoiler probably gonna do Gaga because it's been like three years and it's, yeah. that song's been on my mind again. So I'm probably yeah. gonna yeah. sign up for that
0: one. Yeah, but, it's uh, like my default is always Rock Lobster, and they never tend to have it. I'm I'm getting into some... And if some, you're not a good singer... It's not even singer. modern pop
1: anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like,
0: if you're not a good singer, pick a song that it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. Like, don't um, try
0: and sing Kings of Leon or something like that. Like, just... Or, uh, I'm trying to think what would be... You know, don't try and be Michael Bublé. Well, I'll, know, I'll, pick- I'll, I'll pass in some,
1: some advice from... I've been going to improv classes lately. And there mm-hmm. there's uh, things in improv which, outside of performing improv, are real applicable. But... For something like karaoke or something where it's like, hey, come on up and, and be dumb in front of the crowd for a bit. Um, don't worry about doing it right. Because if you do it wrong, but you do it wrong and like just yeah. lean like, just it, like just own it loudly. It's still real fun.
0: Yeah. Just own it. Yeah. Um, just Just have fun. It's a fun time. No one's judging. And most people are inebriated at this point in one degree or another.
1: Yeah, they won't remember if they judged
0: when they wake up in the morning. Yeah, it's fine.
1: (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I think that about does it. There's an after party usually in the Quest bar. After party, there's Um, a bar.
0: Um, It's a hotel bar. There are some drink specials. Um, Yeah, it's a bar. (laughs) I don't know what else I can use to describe the bar at this point. Um, That's also where the restaurant is. There's some TFCon specials uh, in the restaurant. Um, I do understand that not everyone is maybe gonna want to eat there. Um there are food options very close around the hotel.
1: Yeah, uh and they are they are walkable. Um, they are walkable. If you have yes. a car, you have infinite food options.
0: You have infinite food options. If you don't have a car, there are more than a few that are within a seven to eight minute walk. Yeah. Use your phone, pull it up. It's not hard to find.
1: Um, just, I'm trying to think of any other bullet points to throw in as far as like people going to TFCon that I know who, uh, have some stuff that might be cool, I, like, like artists going, Alex Milne's always going, yeah, Alex Milne, going. Josh Perez
0: Josh um, uh, Brendan Cahill's going to be there this year. He hasn't been in a couple of years. Oh, sweet. Uh, Sarah, Sarah Petra du Rocher.
1: Yes. She's going as well. And Those she's, are-
0: First TFCon Canada, I believe.
1: Yes. And yes. And she is the lead artist on the newest Transformers book. So you've Correct. got got some material there. um, right. is, is, um i is, now I'm calling him Glove Studios. Andrew Griffith. Is he, he going?
0: Andrew has not confirmed yay or nay yet. I think he's still batting around.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, <laughs> I know he was kind of looking at flight prices and going, huh. <laughs> 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 Which <laughs> I can understand. Um, if anyone's flying in, there are various options to get from the Toronto airport. I'm not going to review them here because... It's super, it's
1: super easy and it, it's, very. It's
0: super easy. There's there's options. Um, keep in mind, um, Toronto traffic can suck sometimes. So make sure if you're trying to get to the airport during a peak traffic time, allow yourself an extra 25 minutes to a half hour. Yeah. Because I'm going to say uh, the airport is probably... 16, 17 minutes by car in normal traffic. Mm-hmm. But often Toronto doesn't have normal traffic. No. <laughs> so Especially just, not in the summer well, right, or the winter. Al- yeah. Allow yourself extra time for that.
1: And uh, as far as far as anyone else coming outside of the IDW artists, um, mm-hmm. it, on the YouTube end, I believe Ben's Collectibles is coming. Uh, okay. This is his first TFCon. He, he just moved to Canada, I think, in the last year. Okay. Um, he'll be coming down. The guys from Toy Dojo, Pike for yep. Life, that group, ages three and cool. up, will be there. Um, If you've been following um, Shirley Chung, Plushology, Shattered Needle, um, her stuff is extremely hard to purchase online. Uh, She usually brings a whole bunch of it to buy in person if you've ever been watching any of her plush uh, projects. Uh, I did an interview with her at TF Expo last year, and her process is fascinating. Uh, She has a lot of really cool stories to tell about how she does what she does, but she also has a ton of product there. And uh... you will not see her product online for more than about... I tried to buy something from her store for my girlfriend a couple um, of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I've bought art toys. I've bought art prints that have gone up, you know, like Mondo
0: prints. I bought a Mondo print. Yeah, I, I got a couple of Mondo prints. And, I've uh,
1: never seen a shopping cart disintegrate through my fingers like sand, like trying to get <laughs> one of Shirley's
0: plush pieces okay, when it yeah, went live. So, yeah, I'm familiar with these now.
1: Yeah. And she
0: does come with a huge variety. Yeah.
1: Um yeah. her and her stuff is a really cool thing to see in person. Um I don't believe Cybertronic Spree is coming this year. Uh no, not that I'm aware of. Yeah, I keep mixing up when they came uh, a couple of years ago.
0: It was a couple of years ago. Yeah.
1: Um but yeah, and the guests will have their tables. Dan Gilvezan will I hope he brings his books. Uh when I interviewed him last yeah. year, I found out he's been writing fiction uh and kind of cool like the plot synopses at least sound pretty cool um so there, there's a lot of personality stuff that you can do there too of people who aren't necessarily like who either are artists or people who are just going as attendees but you might know what they do yeah um there, there's a it's a great atmosphere for meeting people uh new or people that you've watched online etc um so i hope yeah. that i hope a lot of you guys can make it out there it's
0: uh yeah. introduce, your, introduce yourself to people And the other thing I just wanted to touch on before we left was um, every year I see unnecessary lines forming either for registration or um, the dealer room on Saturday morning. (laughs) Um, Registration opens at 5. There is no need to line up at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, you're going to get through. Uh, You're (laughs) going to get through. If you come and there's a line for registration, go to the bar have a drink, come back. Registration is basically open till 8, 9 o'clock at night. There are no exclusives to buy anymore at registration. You will get registered regardless. Mm-hmm. Every year I see people starting to line up and I think it just becomes this thing of people see a line <laughs> and they go, oh, a line, I better get in it.
1: Yeah. But, uh, I, for registration, at least, I you know, you can see the primal logic in there. I can um, see it. for For but... the dealer room, there is no real there's no No. controlled queue once those doors open
0: and i've always said about the dealer room every year when i go down it'll be 6 a.m and someone has beaten me down and they're waiting in the dealer room line yeah when those doors open within 90 seconds that dealer room will be populated and in that 90 seconds you've maybe gotten to one table
1: yeah, like like so unless you, you just, know where something is and right. that you want to get it. Like there's there's just no right. like I like to get in the dealer room early. I still just I wait till the traffic starts and then I just amble in with the traffic once it's less crowded. In.
0: Exactly. There's no need to wait in that line. Like there it's pointless. <laughs> um you don't know where a limited item might be. And I'm going to be perfectly frank when I say this, most of the TFcon exclusives it, you know that have been brought by a third-party dealer. None of them have been instant sellouts. No, they've been quick. Some don't make it the morning, but most of you have plenty of time to even consider if you want to buy it or not.
1: The ones that have sold out the fastest were years ago, and the companies that brought them reacted to that by bringing more right. of their next one.
0: Exactly. Uh, I know Toxin went quickly the year we had them, but we only had a hundred.
1: Yeah, and uh, no. Fans Project, uh, that the headmaster, black version of Code. Um, yeah. He went oh, vi- fast. Oh, Virus. Virus. <laughs> I, I heard Silas, though, still has a bunch uh, of Yeah, he's,
0: if you're looking for a Virus, uh, tweet or contact mirror Prime. He has, like, six of them. Yeah, he's got plenty. He wants to sell them. He wants to sell them, and he wants messages about selling them. Yeah.
1: Um, but aside from Virus, Virus was, like, I virus, think the fastest one. Yeah,
0: he went quickly, um, but he wasn't an instant sellout either. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say he lasted for at least an hour or so.
1: Yeah. And everything that Fans Project brought since
0: then, they brought more. They've done in more, (laughs) way more quantities. I'm trying to think the last thing, like the Dinos, the TFCon Dinos sell out, but they're not instant sellouts. No. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I don't know if anyone sold out of anything last year.
1: I mean, the Villa Star, I don't think sold out. No, Um, no, that didn't. They even did pre-sales. Yeah, that that
0: did not sell out. I'm trying to think what else. If anything, did Grant end up selling out at Chicago? Uh, yes. OK, but it was a very like <laughs> end of the day. Second day. They're like, I can remember tweeting people. I kind of have a little a group chat with some friends and so some friends were like, oh, they've got about 10 left. Does anyone else want one?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like I, I remember he I thought he sold out, but I remember that I had enough time to see they had him <laughs> walk away handle someone else's go back buy mine right open them up see something was broken go back and get a replacement and like it was yeah. no problem
0: <laughs> yeah things will go quickly in the dealer room like i'm sure if titans returns is out by then those will get snapped up very quickly yeah um, i'm trying to think what else got snapped up quickly like the hundred dollar not chrome head masterpiece if
1: san diego comic-con stuff shows up in the dealer room depending on <laughs> what the markup is it may
0: disappear yeah, it uh, tends to go disappear because there doesn't tend to be a lot of it. Um, I know the few years ago when there was the Jetfire GI Joe set, there was only about six in the deal room, but they were also about 150 bucks, so they took a while. Yeah, to sell out because it's just an expensive, big niche kind of piece.
1: Uh, any anything large that someone got out of the San Diego Comic-Con venue and then brought to TFCon, it's, San... it's going to be marked up because – at least because they spent that much effort getting it there.
0: Yeah, don't to... – <laughs> don't like they're going to be a markup and those people deserve a markup for that. When is San Diego Comic-Con this year?
1: That's I, – actually, I think it might be after that, TFCon. That's making...
0: exactly what I'm looking for right now because I want to uh, – 2016. It's a July, July twenty one. Yeah, it's the weekend after. Yeah, so there will be not there will yeah. not be San Diego Comic Con exclusives. <laughs> I keep in the mixing
1: room. up which one is happening before the other. Well, because yeah.
0: because a couple years it was literally the weekend before TFCon was San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, so it's like of course those exclusives are going to be hot.
1: <laughs> that's actually that's going to be good for the dealer room because the the San Diego exclusives like it's a three pack and then it's a Fort Max. And uh, the, when the Bruticus set was showing up in the TFCon dealer room, that thing just ate up space.
0: Yeah, ate up space, and it did. They did sell out quickly, but yeah, I don't need to see any fist fights over the Fort Max.
1: Yeah, or in general, like try not to get in a fist fight because that's yeah. like you know they're gonna remove you, and you don't want to be yeah, that guy.
0: Be p- be polite. Yeah, you know, be polite. Please, um, we're every podcast personal hygiene.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the, I mean, what I've what I've learned over the years with me and Aaron saying personal hygiene for like three years in a row, everyone listening right. to this podcast actually takes a shower and 90 yeah. percent of the people at the convention take a shower. It's really just yeah. one or two people who are so rank. Yeah, that they smell like a lot of people. Yeah, but they, it's just one. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it's 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 just one of those things, but you have to say it every year.
1: Yeah, like don't don't prioritize the, uh, anything over your comfort. Yeah, pers- your comfort. Like, like, personal hygiene is also comfort.
0: Yeah, like, uh, wear comfortable shoes.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, wear comfortable shoes, drink a lot of water.
0: Yeah, and there's tons of free water Yeah, make, the convention. Make
1: use of the water around the convention. Uh, I've been to enough shows. You think that you're fine, and then half the time you get sick from a convention, it's because you were utterly dehydrated. Yeah. Um. And and something just crept in your face. So yeah. dr- drink a ton of water. Uh. Even if you got like you know your Coke Zero. That's me. You know. If you got your your beer, your your uh your mixed drinks, drink a ton of water as well. If if only for your immune system.
0: Yeah. Um. You try and eat well too. That's I know that might fall on deaf ears. It's super
1: easy. It's so easy to skip meals.
0: Skip <laughs> meals and also eat garbage meals. Yeah. Um. You know. I always say try and I'm not a breakfast eater. (laughs) So some days at the convention, I will literally go almost all day without eating, which uh, isn't good, but it happens.
1: I got a tip from from New York Comic Con. You eat a a big protein full breakfast. You're going to be set till like 8 p.m.
0: Totally. Yeah. If you if you have your big breakfast, like at that TikTok diner or whatever it was in the hotel. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah,
1: you're you're gonna be fueled up, and you're gonna feel badass.
0: Yeah, and uh, um, another thing is, like, throw a couple apples or some nuts in your bag if you're not planning on stopping, because mm-hmm. when you're in a panel, you can discreetly eat.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then uh, if you're gonna transform a toy during a panel, number one, don't. don't, But But if you have to find Misha, she's usually running the panels. Yeah, and stare her in the face, and then transform it while just maintaining eye contact. Everything will go great.
0: Yeah. Or, or if you really want to fiddle with toys in the back of the panel, sit way at the back. True, and if yeah. And if it has a clicky ratchet thing, just put it away and find another one. Because I will say, like, hey, transforming a G1 toy, not going to make a whole lot of noise. Yeah. If you get something with big clicky joints, not cool.
1: And Misha will hear them. Yeah. And uh, and execute you. Yep. You know, legally uh, in her own special way. Um, I think that's yeah. That's about it. I think uh, yeah.
0: And you're typical when you're talking to guests, don't get overly specific with the questions. Yeah, especially when it comes to like characters in fiction. These are all things that have been said before. Yeah, like it's a lot just of
1: the, general convention stuff. You know, yeah.
0: A lot of these guys don't <sighs> trying to phrase this properly. I don't want to say they don't know the character, but they might not know some of the specifics of maybe storylines you know they'll be able to tell you maybe how they came up with the voice of the character but not like what were you thinking when in episode 305
1: and the the key the the biggest thing i can ever say in one of these convention prep things and i'll say it here because TFCon's a huge one and this is a big thing um a lot of people who are an enthusiast it often comes hand in hand with being socially awkward Right. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and don't worry. Like, and I, I mean, I can say this. This is not going to be something. I can say it doesn't mean that it's going to make you do it. But if you are worried about coming off awkward, worried about embarrassing yourself, um, the best way to build up that subconscious confidence that prevents that from happening is to just tell yourself, even if I screw up, if this is my first time here, it doesn't matter because I'm going to come to more of these, and I'm going to learn from anything that happens. Yeah. Um, if you see someone, if you if, if you do a social faux pas, uh, in the bigger picture, a lot of people, even, even the most petty people I've ever met, they're going to forget about it eventually. They're not going to – no one is uh, – the kind of person who will hold, hold something against you for the rest of your life, you probably didn't even want to hang out with them. So don't worry about it. I've got friends who I met under the most awkward circumstances, be it my awkwardness or their awkwardness. Uh, we just stayed in touch and, a, and, a I uh, I guess just a, a, an interpersonal relationship grew out of there and eventually you just sort of laugh at that stuff. So,
0: um, yeah, five years ago, I knew no one, yeah, no one, but, or seven years ago, I'll say, but it, it was, what was in vogue when a few years ago was a lot of people putting their, um, bad, their online handle on their badge. Yeah. So if you glance at it, you could be like, hey, we've had conversations online. Nice to meet you. My real name is Ian.
1: Yeah. And uh, like if you recognize an online name from the message board, for instance, or from, you know, Twitter conversations right. that you might have just <laughs> caught wind of while you're following yeah. someone to retweet stuff. It's a great icebreaker. Um, if someone looks and, you know, I, me and Aaron did a whole thing about this, I think, like if if, if someone looks busy. I know it's not as simple for everyone as it might Hello? be for someone else to judge. Oh, this person's busy or this person's got something going on. Chris, um, what? What? Hmm. I'm going to my panel. I just I want to just finish the conversation with these three people, four people over here.
0: Uh, oh, I can hear you again. Oh, no, yeah. no worries. Yeah, you. Can I thought this. you were doing a bit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh but yeah uh don't don't worry too much about it uh just your worry will eventually turn into something that you laugh about later on uh yeah, go, go bold and then people will tell you if you're getting a bit too bold
0: yeah just talk to people honestly at the bar and just uh really easy icebreakers are just like oh are you on the board or if someone has like a toy mm-hmm. you know a figure or something just be like oh you got that how is it yeah. Oh, man. Uh, at oh, the front, man. Oh, look. can I take a look at that? I've been wanting to get one of those. What do you think of it?
1: At the front table and in the lobby, that's where I find a lot of people are just messing with a thing. Meth- yeah. And the- a, a lot of those folks, I have rarely seen someone react to, hey, is that any good, with, like, go away.
0: Yeah, go you know? <laughs> away. The, the, that group that tends to populate the front of the um, front of the um, bar area, they're really good about that, like, just messing with toys, people... Swoop in, swoop out of there. You know, there it's easy. And if you're nervous, if it's your first time going, like maybe try and make a connection on one of the boards. Be like, hey, are you going? Do you want to make up, meet up? Maybe grab like you know, meet up, walk around the dealer room. Yeah, yeah. Just you know,
1: get to know people, and then if possible, be as socially fluid as you can. Yeah, uh, and you will have a great time. Like if you're able to just sort of if you get to know two or three people, and you can sort of drift from you know conversation to conversation. Uh it, it's it's just such a lovely atmosphere.
0: Yeah, if you um, know two or three and they might know two or three and then you just kind of will meld together and uh pairing up at the faction feud people have like Oh, just, absolutely. I can yeah, I've been like, do You mind. need a team? I do. Okay, cool. What's your name, Robert?
1: Yeah, uh, any kind of activities that happen, like the Faction Feud, or if anything else comes up. Uh, any, if anyone starts anything that, you know, I can't think of right now. Yeah. Um, like, like reasons to to kind of get out there and interact. Like, karaoke, even. Yeah, karaoke. Um, I've seen a few friendships grow out of, like, hey, that was pretty funny, that song you did. Yeah. yeah? like <laughs> Even
0: outside, there's a group of people usually smoking.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, you'll see people outside. You'll see people in the lobby. Like, um, something that I learned over the last few years is, like, don't worry about oh i gotta i gotta i i want to i want to hang out with this specific group of people because like if eventually you can't find them or they're off doing something that you're not interested in doing guess what the hotel is full of yeah it's like tons of
0: other people tons of other people that are there for transformers
1: like like i said at TFCon chicago i just didn't feel up to going downtown a whole yeah. bunch like most of the people i knew at the show went downtown i still found an incredible group of people to hang out with in the lobby oh yeah um, totally and and that doesn't devalue what everyone going downtown did it just means i had i got to have my own experience yeah and if and you don't
0: want to hang out in the lobby that's fine you might have a group of friends up in your room or yeah. maybe you just want to chill by yourself for a bit it's fine
1: yeah, um, everyone at that show has the ultimate icebreaker: is Yo, what do you think of Transformers?
0: Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> do you like the movies? No, wait, maybe don't start with that one.
1: No, that guy over in the corner, Van Gell something, go ask yeah. him about the movies. He'll talk your ear off. Yeah,
0: he'll talk your ear off. <laughs> yeah, see that guy Ian over there? Go tell him G One sucks.
1: Yeah, he'll he'll. It's funny. It's like when Bugs Bunny gets mad. He's yeah, gonna... exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, go tell him the movies are the pinnacle of Transformers entertainment.
1: Yeah, and tell him I sent you. It's like, what's yeah. your name?
0: Uh, to ask, go ask him for his knowledge on Armada, Energon, and Cybertron. <laughs> yeah, he'll just talk your ear right off. I know nothing about that era. Nothing. I, I watched
1: it and I know nothing about that era. Um,
0: <laughs> I don't think anyone does. <laughs>
1: uh, so I, I think that about covers all the major points yeah. uh, we yeah, can think of here. Um, no. Comprehensive. Yep. Nope. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I can't think of anything else. Well, uh, we've been
0: on both sides of the coin, both you and I. Oh, and yeah. We're I'm gonna say we're both veterans of TFCon as well,
1: for sure. And I mean, like, I've having the the wonderful opportunity to to be up there on the podium side of some panels, even. Yeah. Um, like knowing, getting to know the AV team, like, yep. uh, there's, there's, yeah, it's, it's a one of my favorite shows by far. Yeah, uh, I, I have
0: f- a, I have a lot of fun, and for me, it's, yeah, it's no longer for me about. Uh, the Transformers, <laughs> the actual physical items. For me, it's about, like, the event and the friends mm-hmm. and the experience. That's really what I truly enjoy. When, But when I first started going to this in, you know, 2004, 2008, it was all about just gimme, 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 toys. I'm here to buy.
1: Yeah. And uh, TF, if one thing, if there's one thing, TFCon has proven, it's it has room for every experience. I, I've, I'm very impressed that with its growing numbers, it still has room for everything. Yeah. Uh, it's it like you know, better or for worse, Bacon skyrocketed and turned into a light SDCC of sorts, mm-hmm. and uh, it had gains from that, and it suffered from that. And mm-hmm. uh, I think TFCon has been with its growing attendance has been doing a real good job of keeping its anchors hooked in the ground as hard as it can uh, and
0: not floating away, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it's just run by passionate fans and it's run by people who really care. And it's run by people that, you know, we, every year, literally a couple days after it's okay. What was the feedback? (laughs) What can we change? What can we not change? What can we improve on? How can we get better?
1: It's a, it's the first convention that made me want to try to submit a panel, basically, right. like I wanted to be a part of something, in something it something. Yeah. You know, like and, and a lot of the staff, like even you, I think, like I remember when you when like, the, you know, staff shifts happen and more new people start going on. I I want to say a lot of the message from that was like, I just want to be a part of this thing I've been enjoying. Uh, and that's that's the makeup of just about every good convention I've been to is staff who want to go to their own event. So, um, I'll take my 20 bucks, by the way, after the recording is done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Thanks for your time. Uh, yeah, no problem. I know I'm glad, over here Pacific glad to Pacific time, So I'm like, oh, it's eight o'clock. But it's like it's 11 over there.
0: Um, I had a three hour nap today because oh. I had a really messed up sleep schedule this week. Don't I staying, know it? <laughs> staying up till midnight, packing boxes for eBay. <laughs> Shoot me! Don't don't be like me. <laughs> See, heed my advice of not buying too much in the dealer room. Yeah, don't don't live that life. Don't live that life. And uh,
1: and yo, don't don't get in on the zeitgeists. I have this giant bin of Ninja Turtles that I don't think I actually want, but uh, I, I don't know how that happened.
0: Yeah, I I've been very good. But I will say I went through that with Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I literally went completionist on most of those McFarland figures. And yeah. And some are terrible. Like they're just <laughs> bad. Some are really good. And the problem is like a week ago, I bought T-Dog or not a week ago, but like two months ago. And he's one of the best figures to come out of that line. But then I'm going, why the hell do I own a T-Dog action figure? Yeah. And then I thought it would look really spectacular when I got them all together. I was like, this would look amazing. But it just looks like a shelf of dirty, muddy people. (laughs) And that all just kind of, (laughs) like, just flow into each other it's with like their you, just, muted. you just deconstructed the walking dead itself <laughs> yeah, into yeah. dirty muddy people the dirty show. muddy people with like <laughs> zombies in the background and it's all <laughs> muted it's a shelf full of muted colors and i looked at my display i'm like this looks terrible <laughs> so i cut it down by about 75 percent, and actually having less looks way better than having more
1: i i went through that I, i'm starting to realize with lego as well um, I have
0: never really been able to figure out how to properly display Lego.
1: I, I tried some stuff and even just interacting with it. I love building Lego, but I dread ripping it down. And uh, I got so excited about the prospect of, oh, I want to build this. and I want to build this. I was like, oh, I got to rip some of this down to build this new stuff. I don't want to do that. Yeah, so I, I, I kind of I've kind of gone cold turkey on bricks for the last couple of months because it's like I got too much. I never built.
0: Yeah, I wish I uh, I wish Lego was cheaper that you could almost just like throw it out when you're done building it. Because yeah. <laughs> I enjoy building it and I like having my hands busy when I'm, say, watching media that I don't have to be totally uh, focused on. Mm-hmm. Like CW's Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> but then I have this Lego and I'm like, well, now what? Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. But I had a lot of fun building it. But So I've just kind of... For me, I had a little divorce with Lego. I'm like, it's it's not the thing that works for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a journey I've really enjoyed actually watching a lot of people go through. Um, and I I'll go through it now and then, although I'm, I'm way more tunnel vision on robots. Right. But like, you know, when you get into something and you are enjoying it and then it passes and it and like trying to figure out how to not feel like you've nullified that good time you had while also deciding to move on from it. Yeah. It's a conversation I've seen go through like our own, you know, the circle of contacts. Yeah. Um, And I think it's, it's one of the most interesting journeys as, you know, toy collecting matures as a hobby. Um, The, the mindsets of toy collecting, like,
0: yeah, it's become uh, like one of those little pocket studies I want to <sighs> do. I've gotten really good with, once I feel like I've gotten the, what I consider in my head the ultimate version of something, I'm good with parting with every other version I had. Mm. But that's just my mentality. Yeah. um, Like, I'm looking right now, I still have that stupid uh, setup that I did when they announced um, Zordon was going to be Brian Cranston. (laughs) I I still have the 12-inch Breaking Bad figures with all my figure arts Power Rangers. Excellent. But like my figure arts <laughs> Power Rangers, I feel that is the ultimate version of yeah. those characters. I need no more. I I'm willing to part with any other versions I owned, mm-hmm. and I think I did. I had some vintage stuff, and I got rid of it all.
1: Well, I think I think that what I found so interesting is like what you just described,
0: right? Yeah, is
1: like your own personal perspective journey. Yeah, of you know just with that you know sub Um early on. Uh, What I really found interesting and more so in hindsight, uh, because a lot of us were into like very similar stuff and we're kind of just living in the moment and someone gets into something you're like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to get into that, too. And then watching a lot of people start to figure out just because I'm getting out of it that might just be me and it might not be this thing was actually no good or something like that. Right. You know, like, like like figuring out what a bandwagon is, whether or not, you know, the bandwagon is fine to go on, even though, you know, you're going on it. Um, There's, there's so much like to think about outside of just the acquisition of toys uh, as a collector that I, I'm, that's like, maybe this is brainstorming. That's like the next thing I want to try writing a panel about almost is like, right. Yeah. You know what, what, your journey personally is as a collector, like, do you, like there's so much to think about now with this? If you want to open this hobby up as deep as you can open up other hobbies that were similarly shallow early on, mm-hmm. like video games, for instance, yeah. Um, so it, it's it, fascinating,
0: yeah, it, it really is, and it's just like a subject that you could talk about for a while. Like, I just sold, I had ordered Dia Battles mm-hmm. and I sold it without even opening it. I
1: saw your tweet and I was like, that's a that, you know. Aside from the fact you ordered something and then had to sell it right afterwards, that part aside, I thought that tweet was beautiful of, like, I got it, and then I realized I
0: actually have no interest in this. Yeah, that's, nothing wrong with it? There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I just don't want it. It was – it was – I had a personal choice. I could open that toy and then sell it and maybe have a change of heart and then maybe am my I opening myself up to go down a rabbit hole. And it was one of those when it was announced – I think we all got in the hype train. It's like, Oh wow. They're going back and they're doing diclon figures. This is awesome. Whoa, mm-hmm. this is going to come with the men. And then when it finally came, I was excited. And then I said, I looked at it and I said, okay, this style of it is a little too super roboty For me, I like my robots to be a little more uh, clanky. Yeah. I guess chunky, like a, the real G one blocky aesthetic. For me, sometimes it's still that I'm a big fan of the 1980s style of things. And I want, Masterpiece for me is that perfect, you know, representation of, you know, character, nostalgia, and engineering. And I was just able to look at that and say, I don't need this to make myself happy. I know a friend locally that's gotten one of these. I'm just going to look at his. And now I've closed a rabbit hole that I could have gone down.
1: Yeah, I mean, like speaking for myself, I actually never ended up holding a pre-order on that because I, I was like, I think it looks cool. There are things I know I think are going to be cooler Yeah, for myself. And uh, I always like you know, running a tour review channel. I always tell people when they're like, are you going to review this? I'm like, yo, infinite money. I would like to get my hands on everything at least oh, totally. once. And then yeah. you know, most of it move on afterwards. But like uh, it, when I have to pick and choose, I really have to think about like what my bang for my buck is going to be. And even though I think I will enjoy Diet Battles, like... I'm, right now, I don't feel like I got to get him right now.
0: I've heard um, great reviews from everyone, but it, like yeah. me personally, I know I wouldn't transform him enough to justify owning him. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's just pick my battles from here on out. It's like I'm a terrible fan right now. I have a stack of unopened toys because I've been so busy with everything else. And me, Mister Gobot, I have my masterpiece Gobots here that <laughs> I haven't opened. <laughs> But I'm very, very interested in that line, (laughs) yeah. Because I love the way they look, and I'm actually excited to play with toys and see the modern engineering of them. Well,
1: and and figuring out like you know what it is you like as well. Yeah, like what makes you excited? Like so, like I love how many people are driven by I like a franchise or a character, and that dictates my purchase. Because I ended up moving away from that and more into I like interesting engineering. Right, And it makes my conversations, to me, a lot more interesting because, like, motivations are so different now. People are picking up stuff I don't even think about because I'm like, ah, the engineering on that doesn't really interest me. But, like, yeah, but it's, like, like legacy Power Rangers stuff. It's what I remember and it's made better. And I'm like, that's awesome. That's like, awesome. Like, tell me about why – like, I like it when people tell me why they like stuff because I feel like it opens it, – it's, like, I I wouldn't even consider that thing. So tell me why you like it so I can appreciate it from afar, you know?
0: Yeah, and some people would think I'm absolutely insane by buying some of these recent Japanese G1 Transformers. But to me, these are, like, the ultimate. (laughs) Yeah. These are the era of toy that I love, and then these are just, like, rare, I'm going to say almost museum-quality pieces because they're not something that everyone has. (laughs) you got to
1: track down that bone-white
0: Grandis. Uh, Actually, I just took Grandis out of a... uh, out of a peroxide bath
1: i gotta i gotta do that on my snapdragon
0: yeah i got a uh, messy
1: snapdragon
0: (laughs) it it went well so now i'm gonna put them back together i only need to bleach the white parts but uh you know i found a way around that you buy an incomplete one and there's some people online reproing parts so it works for me i'll promise i'll stop tangenting here i just got to say i bought all the chemicals
1: for the peroxide treatment yeah i put them in my cupboard and then i forgot that i bought them Mm-hmm. And then one day I opened my cupboard and I just saw all the chemicals for the peroxide right. treatment. And I had a moment where I was like – I was like, did someone plant these in my apartment? <laughs> Why do I have this? What was I doing? What? And then I, I read the ingredients a bunch and remembered. You're but,
0: like, oh. Were they next to your repro labels?
1: Uh, no, those are – Those were scattered to the winds for a while. (laughs) I I organized those finally. No, those were – they were in my kitchen cupboard too because that's just where I keep my poisons. So I I opened up the cupboard to get some duct tape and I was like, why do – oh, god. That's like – that says acid or something.
0: Yeah. Why do I have this? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I had a big big bin of Transformers that were like need – this was my like need work bin like either peroxide treatments, repro labeling, and I just kind of forgot about that bin and find it found it a while ago. I'm like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> At
1: first glance, why do I have this bin of dirty toys?
0: Well, that's exactly why do I have these <laughs> muddy toys on my shelf? Why do I have a bunch of muddy people on a bunch my of shelf?
1: Walking dead transformers. <laughs> yeah. Um now that we've cleared the two-hour mark, I'll I'll cap this we one here. Wrap it. Uh, before we start long. talking
0: about wrestling. This yeah, is just gonna. Well, I mean, you know, Dean
1: Ambrose having the belt looks real cool.
0: That's that's so good. Roman Reigns, I don't like him.
1: I was talking to Seth uh, yesterday when we were recording, and I told him because I, I don't keep up with WWE Super well. Right. I I dip in and out for like a month at a time. That's fine. And then I catch a whole lot on Twitter when that's all I need to know. <laughs> when
0: something major happens.
1: <laughs> so when I saw Roman Reigns suspended, I was like, oh, does that mean they're they're going to be forced to stop trying to write him as the top guy? Uh, Seth told me his suspension ends two days before his triple threat for the title. So I felt right. like, oh, so he's they can actually just continue with the greater plan as whatever it is.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, whatever yeah. plan A was, who knows, but... It's not that he's a bad person or a no. bad wrestler. No. I just have no reason to care about him and I find him very 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 boring.
1: I would love it if they wrote him interesting because I think they even did sometimes when he was in the Shield and he was the spooky huge guy. Yeah. Uh this they started writing him to be this weird flat
0: like I I, bee I don't hero? know. It, I, <laughs> he's just a guy he has a vest i I don't even know like if someone says describe seth rollins you go well he's slime he's snake you know he's a weasel well dean ambrose is crazy he's nuts you know he he's an anarchist describe roman reigns
1: he thinks his arm is a robot arm
0: he has hair yeah Uh, uh, uh,
1: his lip bleeds in a real weird way
0: yeah it was like the people versus george lucas when they were trying to describe the episode one characters
1: yeah (laughs) by the way he's not a guy he's um the guy
0: the the guy
1: thanks yeah uh thanks for your time too
0: yeah no problem (laughs) thank you and i I guess we'll see everyone in about three weeks yeah two weeks oh god yeah Oh, it is two weeks (laughs) yeah it literally is where did june go (laughs) uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the heat like just zapped it up.
1: Well, I did kind of just go into hiding when we got the heat
0: warning. You were like, nope, nope. Out to BC.
1: Yeah. I noped out. I was like, no, Oh, 30 for a couple. No, no, I'm going to leave.
0: Yeah. Well, not only is it 30 and you know, Oh, God, we've got to convert this to freedom, don't we? Freedom temperatures.
1: 30 is basically like 88, I think. Okay. 86, 88. 88. and
0: then with the humid ex, it's like, almost 100. It's like, that is yeah. not pleasurable.
1: Like, the one upside, I live my, the street I live on is right by Parliament and Bloor, mm-hmm. so we get a massive wind tunnel on my street. Oh, well, that's good. So, <laughs> like, I can step outside to cool off, but that's about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I literally dumped water out of my hot tub last weekend and filled it up with cold water. Yeah. And just sat in that all <laughs>
1: I have, a couple weeks ago is the first time I was able to do just a conscious cold, like I just can't do a cold shower because I have a gasp reaction to sudden cold water. Right. Like I go, <gasps> and I just, I can't, if I know I'm turning the cold water on, I, I just can't get myself, it's like, it's like eye drops.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know? um, I hate eye drops.
1: So the other week it was so hot. I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to get into a warm shower and I'm just going to start turning the hot water off.
0: Oh, just ease yourself into it?
1: Yeah, and uh, yo, it felt real good once I got out, because I was like, hey, my body temperature's down. Half an hour later, it went back up, but that was a good half hour. Yeah. Uh, That was a good podcast.
0: Yeah, it was.
1: (laughs) Uh, Thank you all for listening, and hopefully see a bunch of you at TFCon.
0: No problem. Got some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay.